Hey, everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny is right around the corner. But first, oh, let's talk about Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is definitely better than whatever you're wearing right now. Listen, if I if I had the guts to pull my pants down and show you my undergarments, you'd be looking at I'm looking at a camera doesn't exist right now. You'd be looking at Mac Weldon underpants. You'd be looking at the way that they fit around my thigh, my nice tight thighs, right across the butt, the buttock area. They do a nice job. They cradle the genitals. These are the things I'm talking about. Mac Weldon is the most comfortable underpants you're ever going to wear. Your socks, shirt, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants. They got everything over there now. They have a new line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, uh, which means they eliminate odor. Now, they want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like the first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code Pardo. Do that today, but immediately, and maybe you can type this out while you're, uh, you can look at their website while you're listening to Never Not Funny. Here it comes. Goodbye. Mac Weldon. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Because it's been one of those days. You want daddy to give you the business? And you got it. Oh, I didn't expect that. No, I reject your premise. What is my name? Yeah, turn your back. I'll take a swing at you, old man. You've stunned me to silence, sir. My show, my rules. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome to the program, episode 1903. Uh, we're starting a little late today. I'm not happy about that at all. I don't. Uh, Elliot came in with some BS about the bank or some nonsense like that, and then all of his equipment wasn't working, apparently. Yeah. Lots of excuses, <laughs> no solutions. Yeah. That's what I'm saying today. Do you understand what I mean by that? Actually, I'm getting excuses, no solutions. I, I, I don't I, I don't understand. You what certainly have to understand what I mean by that. I know I've heard those words before. Right? But not in this I, order? Not necessarily <laughs> in that order. In sentences. Uh-huh. All in the same sentence, perhaps. But not no, I don't know what you mean. I'm I'm hearing excuse after excuse as to why you were tardy. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing no solutions. Then you blame the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a like the Bernie supporter you are, like the Bernie bro we know you to be. There's the bank. Dude, that was that was. That was I'm not going to say, Elliot. This is going to be hurtful to you. That was better than any of Elliot's impressions of Bernie. Sanders. Of course it was. His doesn't sound like yeah, Bernie Sanders. Not, you know it's not good, right, Elliot? I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. Boy, it isn't. My oh boy. Do your Trump because your Trump sounds more like Bernie Sanders. Uh, I haven't really. I uh, I no I don't <laughs> I, can't I can't even... I can't put my brain in Trump's brain yeah, right. and then say words yeah what's a good what's a good Trump phrase blacks are bad <laughs> I hate Latinos these are all examples right we're gonna build a wall I hate Latinos one. believe me don't do a face on the radio nobody <laughs> can see that I'm trying to I'm trying somehow desperately to make a Trump voice come out all so right, I'm trying to do the face you know what think about it and then uh, maybe we can get to it organically a little bit later all right uh, hey speaking of organically I had a, a couple of great shows up in San Francisco over the weekend mm-hmm. I did a thing it was called the uh, we did uh, a night of crowd work and storytelling mm-hmm. what I did is I had the um, the staff put uh, index cards on the table and told the, the cedar to tell the people write down what stories you'd like to hear yeah. put them in a bucket did crowd work, would organically then go to the bucket, grab it out. If it was a great story, I would tell it. If it was a clunker, I'd make fun of the person for writing it. That's great. It was great. That's great. And, but it can only be done 
in a room full of people that are there to see me. Yeah. Like, like I can't do that at a just. Right. A, they have to know you well enough to know your stories. Absolutely. Or, or but there were still there were still some people. Like one guy wrote, uh, "Will you smoke a joint with me afterward?" Um, sir, boy, who dragged you here? <laughs> who dragged you here? And then uh, he wouldn't cop to it either. Or she infuriated me. Right? Uh, you're there. You want to spend time with me afterwards, but you don't know anything about me. Just assumes that the comedian's life involves marijuana. What do you see? Doug Benson once, right? <laughs> yeah. So Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong and the Cheech. Uh, all right. Well, welcome. And we did uh, we did our live show at the Burbank Comedy Festival uh, last week. with a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, surprise. Uh, we had a great Janet Varney was on. We had a surprise appearance. Uh, Karen Knotts, Don Knotts' daughter. That's right. Just happened to be in the audience while Garen... Uh, was bragging about buying a threes company. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so random. So random. So random. Like, well, you know, me doing my usual, what'd you buy this week? Well, I bought threes company, to which I then said, uh, yeah, because that's never on TV because it's on 8,000 times a day. Right. And then, by the way, she didn't jump in when that was happening. Then I said, now, is that remastered? Well, I don't know. Was that even filmed? It was probably shot on TV cameras. And she says, uh, this voice out of the crowd, I can answer that. Uh, she never answered that question, <laughs> but she did take the stage to tell some wonderful stories about Don Knotts. Well, she took the stage on my urging. Yes. I, I don't want to. She didn't just walk. I do, <laughs> she bum rushed us. She, she bum rushed, rushed the stage in the way that only a Knotts family member could do. <laughs> yeah. Now, I learned this. Intro. I talked to her after the show. They do not own Knotts Berry Farm. I'm very disappointed. To boy, oh boy, was that yeah. a disappointment. And I guess that explains why they don't have an incredible Mr. Limpet ride there. Right. Yeah, I've always wondered, where uh, is it? By the way, my brain, I kept on saying incredible Mr. Limpet. I, like, I wanted to compliment mm-hmm. her father. By the, and by the way, I know this from my wife, that it's weird to compliment somebody over and over on their dad's yeah, work. It's like, I didn't do it. It's but like, yes, I agree with you. My father was great. My father was wonderfully a, a, a very gifted, talented comedic actor. Yeah. Uh, but it was a very nice show. But we do have a couple more uh, live shows coming up. Uh, yes, we have sir. Never Not Funny live in Chicago. Podfest. Oh, well, first, if you want to go in order. I'm I trying guess, to go in order. Because that's the way you want to do it. Podfest? Yep. September 25th. Oh, we're there on the, uh, we're doing the, is it Saturday? I want to say the 25th. But. No, which one are we doing? Son of a gun. Got to have some fun. No, I think we're on Dubai. Sunday. I think we're at Sunday 1 o'clock or something. Sunday at, uh, 25th. No, it's at noon. I think we're at noon. Noon, okay. On the 25th. It's on Sunday, though, or on, tw- on Saturday? Jesus. I thought it was Sunday. Why don't any of us know this? Go to their website. Go to Podland or whatever the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> and then we have... Uh, oh, and, and by the way, you don't have to be in Los Angeles. You can watch that streaming at home if you just go to podfest.com and then use our code to save five bucks. I think it's just... Is it Pardo? It's Pardo, yeah. Yeah. So save a little money if you want to. And then you watch. you can watch everything. You can watch the entire shebang. Uh, and then we uh, we may have another Southern California show to announce uh, coming up. We, let's, we can't announce that one just yet. And then we have uh, in, in November, we're going to be at the Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, Utah, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, we had 110 people that showed up in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's pretty What's good. the overrunner on 35 in Utah? <laughs> yeah. I don't know though. You're, you you do pretty well when you go. You to know what the, I do uh, do very well there. Stand up. You know what so. I? Uh, you're not wrong about that, Elliot. I appreciate your positive energy. Uh, so we are going to uh, be at the November the seventeenth. I believe that's a Wednesday night. Is that a Wednesday night or Thursday night? Thursday night. Thursday night in Utah. Yep. I probably should learn how to pronounce that before we get there. Mm. You think Carl Malone will be there? Yeah, the mailman. Yeah. Is he the mailman? <laughs> he is the mailman. Did I get that right? You did. 
yeah, I believe he is going to be there. There's, there's talk of him being there. Greg Ostertag, is he going to be there? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went a little deeper on that one. Speaking of baseball, basketball players, who did I see last night? Name a basketball player that I saw last night. Magic Johnson. Yeah, it was at Magic Johnson's house. What? Yeah. Oh, was this a Hillary wow. Clinton? I went thing? to a Hillary uh, event yesterday. Oh, I, I was wondering about that. I thought maybe you might have been at the uh, Jessica Alba. I was uh, not at the Alba. Because uh, they were the backups, apparently. The, the Timberlake one. I was not at that one. Because DiCaprio had to cancel because apparently he has to work or something. Yeah, on the radio. I don't give a shit about any of that, Elliot. Let's talk about the one I was at. Uh, <laughs> give a fuck about the one that happened that I wasn't present for. My wife and I went to Magic Johnson's house. Holy shit. It was, uh, here's what had to happen. Let me walk you through it. Okay. You had to, because of uh, road closures and Secret Service and all that stuff, they had to, you had to park off-site and mm-hmm. get shuttled in. And, and is his house still, I, I remember one time I was at the Getty Museum and someone was like, that's Magic Johnson's house. And is it up by there? Or is he in a different place now? Let's say yes. Like uh, near the 405, to the, just to the west? To the west. Yeah. No. No? No. Oh, okay, then never mind. That guy, no, he's, either he, that person lied to me or he doesn't live there anymore. Maybe you were looking east? No, I know where I was looking. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the sun going down. Yeah, uh, we—it's straight up uh, yeah, Benedict Canyon. You know, it's straight up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that area, and uh, we got there and uh, waited around and waited around, and then uh, we, the mayor came out and spoke a little bit. Barbara Boxer came out and spoke a little bit. Then the mayor came out and spoke a little bit. Then Magic himself came out with Cookie. They came out and uh, welcomed us. Sam Jackson was there with his beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington's wife was there, whose first name I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly, does that sound right? Does that sound uh, accurate to anybody? That sounds possible. Uh, Denzel wasn't <laughs> there. And then Hillary came out and gave a wonderful speech. Wow. Great. We were, uh, you didn't see the picture? No. Oh. Yeah. You didn't see the picture of... Uh, I, I, I did not see it. While you? you're searching for that, Jimmy, did you have to go through it? Like, did they pat you down? Did they? We had to go through air, what they called airport-style security is okay, what so we had, went through. You had to do this business? Uh, no, but I chose to. <laughs> <laughs> did not have to put my hands above my head, but I chose to just uh, for safety because mm-hmm. I was wearing a hoodie and I didn't want any confusion. Sure. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, I had some nice shit-chat with the folks around us as we were all waiting, a couple of older folks, a couple of... Uh, uh, tall people right in front of us, of course. That's convenient. <laughs> but we were... Uh, I'm going to show you, Matt Belknap. I want to see it. Uh, this was... Uh, uh, that's how close we were right there. Oh, my God. That's that, insane. That's, uh, there's uh, Hillary there uh, giving her speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like your artsy angle. Well, that, you know what the artsy angle is? <laughs> to by, get around the tall guy. To get around anybody. And yeah. then... So, here, so then... She gives a speech, and I, and I will, and it, and it was phenomenal. And I and I mean this sincerely. Whether you hate her or not, and I know people don't like when we talk politics. If you're if you are truly on the fence between her and Donald Trump, and you hear her speak, and you still think Trump's the answer, I'm not asking. I'm begging you to kill yourself <laughs> because it's like you. I mean, you literally have to be the dumbest human being in the world to li- to listen to any of that racist babble. But he's he's walking it back. He's a new guy, really. You know, if I killed somebody yesterday and then I apologize in two days, it doesn't mean that I still didn't kill the person. Anybody like that analogy? This is about, this is about Elliot. <laughs> yes. I'm going to murder Elliot. Oh. Uh, so, Make sure you walk uh, it back. So then, uh, uh, speaking, wonderful speech. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of people there. I don't know how many uh, are actually there. And um, uh, But then she went uh, around to uh, meet the people that were at the, uh, at the front. Mm-hmm. And as she was making her way, Danielle and I uh, uh, squeezed our way up to the front there and... Uh, Sadly, Danielle uh, got, kind of got, un- unbeknownst to me, got squeezed out. 
And I, <laughs> uh, I say That's hello. Insane. I say uh, Secretary Clinton, and she says uh, hello. And I said, "Nice to meet you." And and then she said, "Want to take a selfie?" I go, "Let's take a selfie." And then fumbled around with my phone because I'm I'm meeting the yeah. woman is supposed to be president, and I you know I'm not cool. I mean, I, 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 I'm a pretty cool, and collected guy, but all of a sudden it's like it's like oh yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to do it so that. You know? Yeah, yeah, and you've been a Hillary fan for a long time, so it's kind of like it's not just like, hey, I support you in this election. Like you've been supporting her for years, right? So yeah, it's like meeting a, a rock star, basically. It was, it was that, and knowing that it got it, the, the time is of the essence. Like, yes. if, like I, like if I was like, oh, hang on, and be an old doddering man, right? Like it would have. She would have just moved on, but she was very nice and very patient. <sighs> did you did, did you I'm, swipe up? Did you t- just just I did. You did just, okay, you well, swiped up. It, it, I had it at the ready, and then, of course, it went dead. Right, right. Right as she goes, want to take a selfie? And I pull it out, a blank screen. Mm-hmm. So then I got to bring it back up. And then so then I have to – so then the nice part is I can go to put my arm around her mm-hmm. because that's what you instinctively do to take a selfie. Right. And Secret Service – and I mean this gently. In no way was he uh, making me uncomfortable, yeah. but very gently just took my arm away from me. Like, <laughs> very wow. Because like, you're not supposed to touch her. That's like, crazy. Because he doesn't know. What if I have a, a, yeah, a yeah. broken uh, CD in my hand? Right. You know what I mean? What if I have a knife in my hand? Right. You know, so, yeah. but, so I go to like, uh, just very, and, and I, can't, I can't stress enough how gently and how unobtrusive it was. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was nothing. Guy's a pro. Guy's a pro. But uh, yeah, I took a nice fun picture with uh, that's crazy with our uh, soon to be president yeah and, that uh, is uh, that's a keeper with that's what they call that and it was uh it was it was neat it was neat to be in a room with all like-minded people and um uh uh so great neat just a neat exciting awesome. event and that's what delayed our record by 24 hours yes we uh we were supposed to because this event was uh they said uh, evening and then they changed the time and they uh they moved it up a few hours but we had to be there right like she didn't arrive till seven o'clock but we had to be there by five mm-hmm. now you don't know it's like be there by five or you won't get in now what we learned after the fact was be there by five because then they closed the roads mm-hmm. to allow to make sure everything's safe to allow her in but we didn't know that we thought if be there by five because she's going to show up at five ten. Mm-hmm. you know but that's right, not, right. elliot hopeberg aren't you tsa pre that should have taken care of all that i should have gone right in you're not <laughs> you're not really wrong about point. that elliot. especially did. because you fly as a patriot on american Airlines. i let everybody know who i was and why yeah um uh but it was great it was fun and you know a lot of waiting around a lot of a lot yeah. of standing the funny part was so the stage like again we're i'm as close as elliot is i mean mm-hmm. I'm, we're that close to her yeah and we were like third back. There was uh, these tall women and then a nicer old man who kept on telling us, I'm, I, w- I will bend down when she comes. And it's like, sir, you don't have to. You know, you're, yeah. Thank you. But he did. He actually did bend down. This woman, God, I hate this bullshit, by the way. I hate. All right, so we're three deep, but again, very close. Mm-hmm. And it, like then it's, it, it was maybe six or seven people deep. But then after that. The room's wide open. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, like unnecessarily, mashed is mashed in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they would have laid out chairs, we all could have been very comfortable for four hours. <laughs> right. Instead, we're all as if we're waiting to see the who, and we're going to get crushed <laughs> against the fence. Right. Right. So we're all like, I mean, literally, like I'm. This is the guy in front of me, and, and we're like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And then some woman, and I, nothing. Oh, the woman next to me, this coos, who uh, had a bag, a pancake. She had her yes, a pancake. That's a callback to uh, yeah. our friend uh, Julie's uh, brother, I believe. Uh, what he calls her. Um, she had a uh, purse on that was uh, what? 
bring him in, Garen, explain what's happening, and uh, tell him we're in the middle of the top of the show, and I and I'm and we will welcome them in in time. Do the top of the show. Welcome in. Not now. I'm in the middle of a story, Garen. Do it privately. For God's sakes, it's an embarrassment. These guys, these guys are from real show business, right? Our guest today is one Emmys, not Emmy Emmys. I don't know if that's true. So I think yes. Uh, the woman next to me had a big, like her purse was like I don't know why they allowed this purse in. It was so big, like it could have fit a body. That's how big it was. <laughs> and she was enjoying the free wine that was uh, being poured, and mm-hmm. uh, and then she would talk to her friend. Every time she would talk to her friend because it was loud. She would feel she felt the need to lean over to her friend to talk. So every time she leaned over, her purse would hit me, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I would I would look over and give her a dirty look, and like thinking at some point, hey, dummy, put your purse on the ground like every other woman here has done, mm-hmm. or maybe put it on the other side so mm-hmm. you stop hitting me with the purse. So she goes, I'm so sorry, it's a big purse. I had to bring my flip flops. <laughs> like, what do you have clown shoe flip flops why the fuck is it what do you, i don't even know what that means the smallest latest footwear possible right but, that you literally can put in your pocket yeah and she had a bag like, like a duffel bag you bring to the gym is smaller than what she brought to this let's thing. not ignore the question why did you have to bring your flip-flops uh because she wanted to get out of her nice shoes once the event was over so okay she saw a working girl and thought it was a great <laughs> idea i don't know but that so that's annoying. And then this older woman, uh, this is the bullshit I hate. This is what I hate. Where she goes, uh, uh, excuse, because we're in, we're in a primo spot, mm-hmm. and she's like, excuse me, I just need to find my husband, and then stops right in front of Danielle, and I go. Oh, is that her husband? And Daniel goes, I know I'm not. <laughs> and then it was like, Oh, I, oh, you're not looking for your husband. And like she's not not paying any attention to right, us saying right. this because she wanted that spot, yep. so she just she planted herself there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they said no video photography, certainly no video. What does this old hag do? She pulls out her phone and starts videotaping in a way that her whole arm is. She would like old ladyish would come in and sit out. I'm in a goddamn story. <laughs> she would old ladyish back like this <laughs> with her camera. And uh, blocking Danielle's view. And then every time she'd have to look at it, she would bring it back and then lean back and lean back and hit Danielle. And Danielle's like, you know what, ma'am? You're not supposed to be videotaping and you're in my way. Oh, I'm sorry. Right back up. You old buffoon. (laughs) This is the kind of lawless bullshit that happens when you just don't provide seats for people. Like, (laughs) that that sucks. Like, when you're standing... You, you naturally create a little bit of space in front of you. You don't want to be packed right up in front of no. them. No. But if you leave any space at all, Here inevitably comes somebody comes in. Oh, here's some space I can stand in. Here. No, you can't. This oh. is my space. And I think I recognized her. She was the lady that uh, locked her dog in the car. Oh, oh it was the same lady. Wow. I think it was her. Classic. Good to, good to see her again. <laughs> Classic what Pardo she, bit. Which looks over at me and goes, Jew! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, uh, here's what I'll say about that, Matt. It was meant to be a mixer. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be walking around and mixing. But everyone people. just wants to see Hillary Clinton. So, well, what? I, right. The first people in go, oh, there's the stage. Why don't we go stand and do our mixer right in front of the stage? Right. Well, then the second group comes in and goes, oh, there seems to be a group of people standing at the stage. Yeah. Why don't we get behind them? Yeah. So, You're uh, all sheep. You're all sheep following your wolf to the slaughter. Oh, God. <laughs> Finally, Matt's coming around to our side. Uh, all right. Let's open up our mail. Let's bring our guest. Where did our guest go? He didn't leave. He went to get coffee, I guess. Did he go to get coffee, Alex? Mm-hmm. 
What are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Alec, what is your position in the David Feldman Industries? I uh, got him here via Google Maps. So I was his navigation. Right, but are you yeah. his are you his I'm his manager. You are David yeah. Feldman's manager. You manage gopher handler, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I like manager. I think that okay. sounds okay. manager right. sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Although knowing David's career, not I don't know what you're managing. I don't I have no know idea either. His anger. His anger, his dementia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his uh, rational thoughts. His irrational thoughts. And yeah. what about uh now the as his manager, you would know the answer to this. Yeah. How many Emmys does he have? Three. He's got three Emmys. For, three all Emmys. for the Dennis Miller show? Correct. Before Dennis Miller went nuts? Before, yeah. <laughs> Although David went. sides with that, right? Isn't David... Uh... I think he's closeted. You know, Closet. right wing. Is he? Yeah. I, I remember so. him not being so closeted. I think he is. Seems weird to talk about it when he's not in the yeah, room. Talking about Trump. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, who's going to come voting up? for him. He is? Well, you got to be kidding I, I don't me. want to say anything. But. Wow. This is like introducing a gun in Act <laughs> 1 of a play. Now, when's it going to go off? Oh, my good Lord. Do I like that imagery, Matt Belknap? All right. Let's open up the mail then. Yeah. Alec, welcome in. We're going to talk to you later on. Nice day. I may have just broken whatever was in there. Did, Probably. Did not mean for that to flip-flop so, uh, so loud. Oh, dear. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> I don't know what to do when you point at me Whenever anymore. I say flip-flop in the past, you've said... Uh, I don't... Flip-flop! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... I haven't done that in a while. Right. So, so, as but, evidenced by my completely <laughs> forgetting it. But I should tell you the fact that I, uh, whenever I hear flip-flop, I think of you doing it, not even John Kerry. I think of you. Yeah, I'm the, I've become the guy who says oh, it. Hey, I'm opening up mail. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I'm opening up mail. Yes, you I'm are. I'm opening up mail. Where did David Feldman go? I'm very concerned without his manager. Is he going to find his way back? <laughs> Does he need Google Maps again? He looks great. He's wearing a nice uh, Republican button-up shirt. <laughs> right? He looks like he's about to go and, uh, you know... Hang out with the, I'm going to use it for the second time to show some Hitler Youth. Here. I'm going to ask you in the future, Matt, to please do not pull that uh, phone away from the microphone when that guitar solo is winding Sorry. it down. I, you need to hear it. I do. I kind of enjoy it. Now, look what I do. I treated this like a bandsaw. You see how I did that? Yeah. The the saw, the blade stays in one place. That you move the... I move the item. ...thing through it. Oh, do I like that new idea? <laughs> <laughs> Ten years of shows. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. My, my glasses here, Mr. Pardo. Aha, here we go. I don't want to look at it yet, Matt. Don't look at it. Ah, it's very nice. Lots of stuff. Mr. Pardo, I saw this a while uh, while I was out shopping the other day and thought you might enjoy them. Thanks for the laughs, Chuck. And then he circled that, Alex. Alex, get off your fucking phone. We're doing a show. <laughs> show some respect. He's got a, he's oh, got, these he's guys got have deals. Got, we've gotten uh, their music before. Diablogato. Remember that? Diablogato, yeah. Look at that. Okay, so we got some Diablogato stickers to throw away. And then he also gave us... Uh, uh, we got some 45s. We got some uh, Peter Sotero, The Glory of Love. Uh-huh. Let me see if I let me see if I can pull the B side on that. Okay. Uh, oh my God! Is it limited in the limelight? Nope. Who wrote it? Tell me who wrote the B side. The B side was written Satara and Foster. By Peter Satara. Just him. Yeah. The producer, Michael Amarsh, was Peter Satara. It was. This guy has his fingers all oh, over. Oh, was it Evil Eye? Thing. No. He's locked in. Damn it. <laughs> 
What's weird is uh, this is from Karate Kid 2, but this says 1981. Yeah, it's from his first album, which is why I thought it was Living in the Limelight. So it's not Evil Eye. Give me a hint. Um, first letter of the first word. Oh. How many words? Three. Give me the first letter of the first word. Oh. On the line. Yeah. Thank you very much. On the line. <laughs> nope. Different song. Love is in always uh, then, on the uh, line. Where did our love go by Wham? From uh, Now, take a look at that. And let's see if I could uh, pull the B-side on that. Okay. I don't know the A-side, so. Oh, yeah. Where did our love go? Did you put it on a train? Holy crap. David Feldman just walked in with a bagel. Well, bring him over. If he has, I don't want him items. over here yet. It's the top he of the show. He needs somewhere to put his things I down. want him to stand there awkwardly <laughs> trying to hold his coffee. It might not even be coffee. It looks like it might be a cup of oatmeal. <laughs> Got a full meal there? How are you, Grandpa? You can do it all right over there, hunchback? Come on over. Sit down. But we're doing the top of the show. You're not part of it yet, but I want you to settle down and uh, smear your bagel. Right? That's you, Tuck. <laughs> right? Is that what the... All right, David Feldman's joining us at the table, but did not yet to speak. Which one is David Feldman? <laughs> we are on camera, sir. Look at you. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah, have your bagel. Uh, I don't know what you were doing before you got here, that you had to go out and get a snack while it's uh, showtime. But... Uh, <laughs> Just nodding at me. <laughs> oh, look at that. Takes the whole cut. Now, look at that. Wow. Now, that's what's different between a David Feldman and myself. I would have... Take it oh, half of half. it, nicely on one side, yeah. eating it, then nicely on the other side and eating it. Not Something tells me he's going to make a sandwich out of this. You going sandwich or a meal? I, am I allowed to talk? No, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> just, not a, just not. There it is. Boy, you're going to eat both, and then that... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I'll get nauseous. Oh, no. Honest to God, I will. Uh, all right, so where did the, where did our love go? The B-side is uh, Wham Rap. Where did your, it's also it's called Where Did Your Heart Go? Where did your way? heart go, right? Where did your heart go? The B-side, though, is Wham Rap 86. Correct. Thank you very much. Did you know that from my reaction to it? Uh, no. Uh, you just knew it. Yes, I know. I knew this. I needed a little hint. You needed many hints. Hey, and mother lots of effort. I've not seen this since 1986, the year of our Lord. All right, there's. Uh, give me the name of the uh, album or the name of the 45, sir. Dennis DeYoung, Desert Moon. Desert Moon, B-side. I want to say Gravity. Correct. Thank you very much. Is that the song from Wicked? No, it's, it's uh. Gravity keeps pulling me down. It's horrible. It's horrible. You understand what I mean by that? Yeah. Well, if you're saying it's horrible. And then, of course, the uh, this was the original one of these. This is the Chicago Transit Authority Collector's Edition. This is a bootleg that somebody put on vinyl. Chicago tried to have this not be released for a long time, but now every record label, it's, pub- it's turn- somehow turned into public domain. AST Records could put out a version of, really? the, of Chicago at the Toronto Comedy, uh, or Comedy, Toronto uh, Music Fest. Weird. Maybe you should do that, and then you could have some Jimmy Pardo commentary. <laughs> Boy, but that's not a bad idea. That's kind of fun. Uh, well, thank you, Chuck. Thank you to Chuck for sending that. Nice. David Feldman's here. He's enjoying a bagel. Looks like a, is it a sesame bagel? Can I talk now? Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not if you're going to die. <clears throat> it's an everything bagel. You want the everything. So there's a little onion on there, too. Yeah, that's insight into existence, the whole thing. It's all Boy, this, contained within this bagel. It's a beautiful thing. That's the type of thing that one of Emmys right there, folks. That's the type of writing. <laughs> put three trophies on a shelf. That's the type of, when you say to him, what kind is that? And he goes uh, existential on you. That's mm-hmm. the type of thing that Dennis Miller responded to. Mm-hmm. He said, let's keep him around. I'm going to go nuts one day. Doesn't mean we can't have him here for a couple more seasons. <laughs> right? Maybe he'll go nuts with me. 
David Feldman, we're going to dig deep. We've just been given some information, possibly off the air. Nope, that was on no, the air. No, that was on the air. We've been given some information that we were going to we're going to uh, we're going to uh, dig into. Okay, not at length. <laughs> not at length by any means. And maybe only in the last five minutes of the show so that no matter what happens, it's, we're just going to wrap it up. Yeah, so because it's going to it's going to get uncomfortable. And I mean that sincerely. It's going to get our show. I don't know when the last time is you listen to the show. It's changed. Uh, we're a self-help show. <laughs> but I only dig into it in the last five minutes in case, like Matt says, it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. And if I help you, well, we feel good. We leave you in a good mood. And if I don't, then we're just awkward for five. But before that, we talk about our cup. But if you help me, it won't be self-help. That's true. Oh yeah, you have to. It's <laughs> a flaw. We're just gonna sit here and, and watch you help yourself. Help yeah. Maybe you read a book, listen yeah. to a pod. Uh, Drop my pants and I'm listening. Put some more stuff on the bagel. Whoa! Whoa. See what I did there? Yeah, you didn't jerk off on your treat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, you write for a dog. You can't look at me no matter what I say. I, I haven't written for Alan in like. Oh, three now years. that I'm not going to tolerate that joke on this show. That woman is a good person, albeit a racist. There was a photograph of her recently on the back of a black man, and I won't have it. If, by the way, if you found that picture racist, I'm going to. This is the second time in this show that I'm going to ask you. I'm not asking. I'm begging. Kill yourself. If you really, he's a racist. Ellen DeGeneres is anything but a racist. Yes. Thank you, David Feldman. All right, let's take a break. David Feldman's here. He's taking time away from shining his three Emmys. He's taking time away from shining the Smigel's cock. He's got a lot going on, David Feldman. We're lucky he's here. A rare West Coast appearance. Mm-hmm. David Feldman, I say, he says to me, I'm coming to the West Coast. I said, let's. It's been 10 years I've been doing this show. I've successfully avoided you for 10 years. <laughs> let's end that so you could stop asking me to be on it. Right? I've been begging to do this show for 11 years. Well, you, you were the, you were the wow. reason I started this. It's I, I found out about podcasts, mm-hmm. and I asked you to start a podcast so I could be on it. I said, you give me 12 months. <laughs> give me... Let, uh, and then another 10 years. <laughs> no, Oh, but, no, for to, him to, to be on. on it, yeah. Right, exactly. Step one. My apologies. Step one, start the podcast. <laughs> step two, avoid. Step three, give in. Acceptance. <laughs> Acceptance. It's all, all right. it's all part of the self-help cycle. His manager is with us, right? He, uh, all of our bigger guests bring their handlers. So, of mm-hmm. course, there's no question that Alex would be here with you. And I don't look desperate. I don't think you look desperate at all. I think you Good. look like a professional, mm-hmm. right? Like you're on your way to a TED Talk. You look great. <laughs> Ted Bundy, but ah, he's a murderer. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of clothes, I apologize. Everybody's looking at that. I, I hate that I got the deodorant. Got the deodorant uh, on the shirt. On the shirt today. That I, happens to me too. I think it happens to everybody. But I don't. Yeah. I usually take that shirt off and replace it. But I changed at the gymnasium today. No secondary shirt. Have you tried using? Oh Christ, mouth. <laughs> Have you tried using clear gel instead of the white? Well, the, the white's stuff. not, it's supposed to not leave marks. I don't know what happened here. Well, get a, like a clear gel type. I don't like act. the clear gel. Burns my pits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the truth. I wasn't questioning it. Looked like you were. Nope. David? I'm I've gonna, tried baking soda. I'm going to beg of you to back off that microphone with your filth Jew <laughs> chewing. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it rude to chew a bagel while you're being... I think it might be, but really? it's our fault for inviting you over here and telling you you could talk. There was nowhere else for him to go. There he had a no, handful of stuff. He was like, Richard, you're an officer and a gentleman. I have two choices. As I'm Dave, listening. Uh, as a Jew, I have two choices. I can chew a bagel on your show or lend you money at exorbitant <laughs> interest rates. I opted to be friendly and just mm. chew a bagel. Could we still talk about that second option? Yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind paying a couple bucks if I need to because I need the money fast. Yeah. Fast. I got some tax troubles. That Optima Tax Relief. 
isn't helping me with. I just wanted to sing their jingle. I got no tax problems. I pay my bills. I love this country, Alex. I'm a patriot. I fly on American Airlines. I got a flag in my front yard. Yard. <laughs> got emotional about it. I do. I love this country. I fought for this country. I went to. You know this. I went to Vietnam in '87. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. Thank you, David, for the being the first ever. Thank me. Everybody else just laughs. '87. The war was over. I had a sandwich that was a fucking battle. Do you understand me? <laughs> hey, I went to Vietnam. Where'd you go? I, went, I was there in 91. It's much harder to kill the Vietnamese than, <laughs> than it was back in the 60s. Really? It is. They, they look at you differently. They want to arrest you. I'm telling you. I, don't, I know you don't perform live anymore. What does it take to buy that joke off you? I'm not kidding around. What does it take? Hear me out. I'm probably just going to do it once in bail. Five dollars? God. You already have your piece. I've you're, already got my piece. You're talking about you're going to take this oh, and add I, it? I tag it with this yeah. piece of gold. It's yours. Now I'm going to feel guilty about it. Don't feel guilty. I'm going to feel guilty. I just came up with it. You truly just came up with it. This isn't something from the act. I swear. Alex, have I ever said that before? That just came off the top of the How does management feel about you giving me a... a now I'm I giving love you a promotion here. I love you. I've taken other advice from you in the past. Well, we'll talk about that later. Five, ten. Let me quickly... I ha- I, there is a joke that I do that is... First of all, I do still perform. You're grimacing. Way to keep up with his career, Jimmy. I think he's one of the best. But you grimace like you don't believe me that... I don't think you should be. So, <laughs> that's the... I, I figured management... <laughs> uh, so, go ahead. First of all, you still, you still perform. I still perform. I mean, living in New York City, how can you not perform? There's so much comedy to be done. How many times you go up... Uh, now, Laurie Kilmartin does like three sets a night when she goes back to New York. Are you doing that? That seems like a lot. No. I, I would do, I don't know, three or four sets... Yeah, three or four times a Plenty, week. Plenty, right? Yeah, yeah. Because your kids are grown now, right? My kids are grown, and uh, I'm getting a divorce. Oh, that's information that I didn't have. I didn't but know that, it seems like you? you're comfortable talking about it. Very comfortable. When is the divorce happening? When it's Friday. It it's Friday. I'm, is it, this that, Friday is when I go into my yeah. mediation, and it is like a... Uh, have you ever had a divorce yet? No. Are you planning on one? <laughs> yet. <laughs> We're in discussions. <laughs> no, of course no. Hopefully never. I'm sure you said that at one point too, though. I said it's it's like a death. Uh, it's it's like the end of love. It's the end of a family, and it's it's like death. In fact, I wish it were death instead of a divorce. Instead, I wish. She- oh, Christ. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> Just right out of the act. Just one of these. <laughs> I, was, I was working on it. That That's a bit I was working on. I like on. that bit. I'm going to tell you something. Let's get you up five nights a week. <laughs> and let's see if we can hone that piece, right? That, that just needs one That just needs just one more twist of the wrist and the screw. Yeah. And it's there. That's a good piece of business. Yeah. But I had a pretty good marriage. You remember. I do. I met her once. You guys were out walking. You were on your nightly walk, you we and your wife. A, yeah. I mean, we were. Remember, I walked in on you having sex with her. <laughs> And uh, but we were forgiven. What was to uh, what was to what? <laughs> I said I have to, but you come on, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, that's terrific. Please welcome the Marx Brothers. <laughs> it's an old joke, Aaron. That's the point of that. All right, listen, David Feldman's here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to the bottom of this. This divorce has me rattled. Seems like uh, it. <laughs> seems, seems like I'm rattled. Yeah. But we're going to get through it. Everything's going to be all right. It's like nine eleven. This looks like the orgasmatron from Sleeper. Has everybody said that already? No. We're the first. Thank Christ somebody didn't say it looks like a... Uh, crystal ball. Crystal ball. That's yeah. usually what everybody says, and we all we fake laugh every time the guest says it, because we don't want to make them embarrassed that everybody has said it. You came at it with a different angle, because that's the way your mind works. Looks like one of Edgar Winter's uh, or Johnny Winter's blackheads. Because <laughs> they're albinos. <laughs> 
Are they both albino or just the one? <laughs> I think one of them was. It's a Johnny. I think so. Edgar Winter, uh, it was Frankenstein, right? That's his big hit? Well, I, don't, wouldn't call, I wouldn't call albinos Frankenstein's <laughs> <laughs> That's, Woo! You're as bad as Alan DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, listen, that woman's a racist. <laughs> How dare she Photoshop her tiny little body on the fastest man alive and make a joke about, this is how I'm going to run all my errands now. Offensive! This whole fucking world's going to hell. It's going to come back with Donnie T on November 8th when we all vote for him. <laughs> Does it bother you that you're not in a grieved party or a protected class? i got to be honest with you. I don't understand a word of that sentence. <laughs> It sounds like you and your white buddies sitting around with your cigars, bad mouth, and the blacks. That's how that. That's how that sounded to me. That's offensive on this show. You come in here with your bagel, you, you segue into divorce. Now we're going to go to this. Of course, it bothers me, David, but I don't talk about it. All right, David, let us take a break. David Feldman's here. We're thrilled to have him. His manager Alex is here. Uh, I'm hoping to intervene and. Get this guy fired. I've seen no evidence that he does any support for David <laughs> You got me my first agent. You're welcome. You did? Yes, I we know. We were working Harris, and you, you facilitated that. It was me, you, and Judy Gold. Yes, but you did facilitate my... You said to me, through tears, <laughs> I don't have any representation. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's insanity. Let me make a phone call. And I signed with somebody, and I still didn't have representation, but I had taxation. (laughs) That is a joke that goes back to the bicentennial. All right, David Feldman's here. We'll talk about it. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Matt. Jimmy. You love pants. Oh, I like pants. Especially the denim variety. Well, listen, as I've spoken about on numerous occasions on stage now, even when we did that live, Never Not Funny last week at... In uh, Burbank, at the Flappers Comedy Club. It's part of the Burbank Comedy Festival, and also that the episode was released as a uh, Players Club uh, 19B, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. Uh, I was wearing the Mountain Bow. There are pictures online documenting that fact. I love them. I, honest to God, have never worn a more comfortable pant in my life than the Mountain Bow. Just the right stretch. Just the right other thing. Give. <laughs> give. Stretch and give. That's yeah. kind of the same thing. Okay. But uh, listen, here's the thing about Mott and Bow. Uh, they make the jeans themselves in their own factory. Now, whether or not they bought that factory, I don't know. We don't know if they built it from the ground up or maybe maybe they inherited it from a crazy uncle. Uh, crazy Uncle Bow. <laughs> yeah. By shipping directly to you, they eliminate retail markups uh, typical of luxury denim, and they can provide these at, a, at an incredible price point. Now, if you're unsure, Matt, I know you sometimes you don't know if you're a 30 or a 31. My weight fluctuates, Jimmy. I'm a mess. We, I think we all do. We all go back and forth. The beauty about the Mott and Bow, they have the Try at Home program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get an additional size for free to try in the comfort of your own home. So maybe you're thinking, hey, I'm feeling good today. I'm a 29 or a 30. Or maybe you think you're a 30 or 31. Yep. You pick two of those. Try them both. Take the 30. Maybe Send you're feeling me. thin. Go 29. Maybe you're feeling a little stiff, uh, a little heavy. Go 31. <laughs> I'm feeling a little stiff. Well, you know what? That's going to that's gonna pad those pants out as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you keep the one that you like, and then you send the other one back with a pre-printed, pre-paid return label inside every box. Couldn't be easier. Now, these guys know how to handle themselves. They just started rolling out jeans with 30-inch length, too. Thank you. Uh, now, here's the call to action. The jeans are already way underpriced for the quality, but the deal we got you is even better. Go to Mott and Bow. Let me spell that out for you. M-O-T-T. Oh, okay. A-N-D-B-O-W. Now, let me do it. Like I said I was going to I'm do I'm just, just guessing. Was I right? Yeah. Let me confirm it, though. Okay. As if it's a bingo. M-O-T-T-A-N-D-B-O-W.com. Yep. Yep. Period. C-O-M. Got it. Use promo code PARDO. 
P-A-R-D-O. P-A-R-D-O is correct, and you're going to get 20% off. That is Mott and Bow. I love them. You'll love them. We'll all love the Mott and Bow denim. Now, speaking of great, yeah. as we just were off the air, True. Blue Apron. Uh, now, this is more, Matt, you could talk about this more than I can. I could talk about all the live long day. I just had what Elise and I probably, I think we agreed, was the best uh, Blue Apron meal we've had yet. Can last you tell me what it was? It was, uh, yeah, it was pork loin. You know, what if I, no, I don't remember. <laughs> I know it was the best. I have no recollection. No, it was, it was pork loin with summer succotash. And it was so good. And we were very, obviously, very proud of ourselves for cooking it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really easy to do. Um, do the kids help out at all? They, yeah, you know, Zoe likes cooking. She likes to get involved. Um, sometimes that's more of a hindrance, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but she wants to help. And she actually likes the food. Too. Like, she's, I've been proud of her. She's been very uh, willing to try new things, like stuff that... She probably uh, wouldn't try, but the fact that we're cooking it in front of her, I think, makes her a little more like, oh, I'll give it a try. And she doesn't always love it, but she liked that one. What do you think of this pork loin thing she you just spoke of with that suburb? Suck Charlie loved it. Charlie couldn't get enough of that. Charlie pork. is four years old. That's right. This is, this is food for the whole family, you guys. Uh, now, Blue Apron has established a partnership with over 150 local farms, fisheries, ranchers across the United States of America. As a result, the seafood is sourced sustainably, sustainably mm-hmm. under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. The beef yeah. is raised humanely, mm-hmm. chickens are free range, pork is raised naturally, regenerative farming practices are used for produce, Blue Apron Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. Yeah. I still don't like that. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like when we're talking about food and they want to throw the word desert in there, <laughs> even though I know you want dessert. To say dessert yeah. I, of course they do. They don't provide dessert yet, but maybe they'll add that someday. Maybe they'll say, here, here's some tiramisu. Yeah, but then you got to make your own. You got to make your own tiramisu. That's right. the whole premise of the movie. Yeah, it'd be hard. You want to do that? No, I don't. Right? You're, you're already cooking the meal. But if it came with like a pint of ice cream, I wouldn't say no to it. Of course. It doesn't like ice cream. Yeah. Ice, you know what? Ice cream, you scream. We all scream. For ice cream. But right now, I want you to scream for Blue Apron. Ah! Cooking together builds uh, strong family bonds. We just learned from Matt Belknap. Yeah. Research shows the Blue Apron families cook together three times more often. And a family that cooks together, Matt, what do they do? They stay together. Absolutely. And they eat together. What if we learned that? What if that we learned that's not true? Like we <laughs> no, did research on actually, like, they actually break apart more often. Right. That, that's a weird, why not? And they're usually fact. stabbed with a kitchen knife <laughs> or a fork in the neck. <laughs> By the way, when you come to the fork in the neck. Uh, you take a right. Take a right. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's a murder scene. You shouldn't be there. That's right. Get out of there. Uh, for less than 10 bucks per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Mm. Now, here's the call to action. Check out this week's menu and get uh, your first three meals free yeah. with free shipping. Let me walk you through that again. Okay. You get your first three meals free. Right. And free shipping. Free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash never. Repeating. Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Dot com slash never. You're going to love how good it feels. Taste to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. Do not wait. That is blueapron.com slash never. Blue Apron is what, Matt? It's the better way to cook. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Were you ready, Elliot? Sorry about that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, all right. All right. We're back. Uh, let's go around the horn quickly. Alex just said he has to make a phone call, but you know me. I got to go around the horn. I got to say hello to everybody. Yes, you're very OCD about it. I got horn. OCD. Well, you you know why? UCD. You know me. What's UCD? <laughs> I don't know. What about ICD? What's that? I went to CCD as a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that? A, a Christian something, something development, maybe? Something. What does CCD stand for? Went on Sundays for an hour. Seems like that's something they should have taught you at CCD. <laughs> Cafe coffee day. That's it. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah, we would go to Cafe Coffee every Sunday. Charge and I would, device? I'd get a latte. I don't think kids should be drinking coffee. I, I'm against bro- this. Brother, can I tell you something? Yeah. When I grew up, and David, you, I'm sure, maybe it's the same. It, 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 coffee was an adult beverage. I know it was for closers. That's for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but now you see kids walking to school holding a coffee, and I think it's you insane. Do? Yes. I have not seen that. That's insane. I would, I would knock that out of a kid's hand. I did once, and the father punched me in the mouth. Oh, well. <laughs> I said, y- 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 He's within his rights, but I still think it's wrong. The kids should not drink Milk coffee. or juice for the child. Mm-hmm. Even so, juice is bad for kids. The sugar. A lot of it's sugar, just, yeah. It's like you might as well give them a Coca-Cola. And I say Coca-Cola. And I, <laughs> I also say Pepsi-Cola. You do? Mm-hmm. For humor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it. I love everything about it. What about 7-Up? What do you say about that? I call it 7-Up. Well, you know why? <laughs> it's an uncola. It's, it's an un-Coca-Cola. I actually wrote letters complaining. Uh, you did? Yeah. That, that it's called the un-Coca-Cola, and those are Coca-Cola nuts. Not cola nuts. Have I completely lost all your listeners? I, if they haven't, I'm going to convince them to. <laughs> I'm going to push them over the edge. Uh, all right, we'll check in with Garen Cockrell. He's over there. Now, Garen, we've got to keep this under four minutes because Alex needs to make a phone call. But we need to check in with you know, check in with Alex first. I'll come back to you. How about that? Uh, Alex is here. Alex, give me your last name. Pronounce it for me. Brazil. B-R-I-Z-E-L. He still doesn't know how to pronounce it. Why, why won't you learn his last it's name? Brazil. It's, it's Brazil. I've been. <laughs> what, wait, what did he just say? Brazil? Brazil. Brazil. I Brazil. pronounce it yes. cocksucker, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't even the right letters, Dave. Well, I know, but it's... Uh, it's accurate. Yeah. Uh, Alex Brazil. he's your am I, allowed to, am I allowed to curse? Well, you just said cocksucker. <laughs> I know, but I, I want to know... F- For future? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, keep it clean. A little respect. Okay. Again, this isn't you writing for that dog. We do a nice, clean, classy show here. This isn't you putting, uh, having Smigel put his arm on somebody's I shoulder. Ri- I don't it. write for Greta Van Susteren. I <laughs> did the show once. Why? I'm not going to. I'm not defending her. I defended <laughs> Ellen. I'm not going to defend Greta. I, uh, I thought she was great during the OJ trial. Thought she was she dynamite. Was. Then I think she went fucking Looney Tunes. Yes. Right. She got a facelift and it made me not recognize her. And mm-hmm. I think they also did a, a frontal lobe yes. uh, removal. Yes. On uh-huh. Greta Van Susteren. Yes. Sustern or Sustern? Even Roger Ailes said would no. not sexually harass <laughs> that. Well, you, can't, you, know, you can't even do that anymore. You can't even joke about a woman's looks because it's sexist, and rightfully so. It is. Now, what, now in your case, though, when, you, when you're teaching your children about sexism or nudity, what, yes. how do you teach them, David? Well, I forgot the bit. How does you it come? <laughs> teach them shame for their body. <laughs> I used to love that joke. I still I, I quote that joke once a month. That's a true statement. I teach them shame for their body. Right. I tell them there's no such thing as bad words, just nasty, disgusting parts of their anatomy. Mm-hmm. That's what they should. You know, you can say any word you want. But uh, anyway, you were talking to Alex, my uh, manager. I'll very. Th- he's he has jump started my career. I'm going to get back to him. Really? You're right for Smigel still. Nothing changed. I, I what did I do this year? I had a good year. We don't need your resume, David. I know you're doing well, right? You're free of the ball and chain. You're out there (laughs) banging around, right? Alex is uh, uh, setting a puss for you. Uh He's going to be on Comedians in Cars, right? Wait a minute. What? Comedians in Cars. Fantastic. Yeah. Nice. I'm a barista, so you have to look very close. <laughs> You're in the background for your bit. What? Uh, when are you doing it? Have you, have you taped it? Is this already in the can? I'm not a good. I'm not no, doing. No. It. Oh, you set him, you set him, him up. up. Yeah. That's, that's a good manager. I, that is a good manager. That's a good manager. Yeah. Now, hear me out. I'm suggesting you bring him on stage with you. I, I'm thinking. You know what? I would. How old is your boy? Nine. 
No, 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 no not the son. The oh, boy that, that works dating. for me? No, oh, the one you're dating. No, the. Uh, that's that's terrible. That that's that's I, I apologize. Why don't you do a double act with your son, but you put him down? In other words, <laughs> it, it's all, I've always wanted to do this because it's always the, the father's stupid. <laughs> right. And, and you just like just completely crap on your kid until you know, he cries and they, you know. I no. think you've answered your own question. Yeah. Okay. I love the bit. I love the concept. We're, a, we're an aggrieved class. <laughs> now here we go. We're back to we this. are. Go oh, ahead. Even your manager doesn't like this premise. Nobody likes me. <laughs> oh, premise. Oh, oh premise. I have a premise. <laughs> you, you. Oh, went to. Okay. Well, you're beaten down. You're going to court on Friday, and uh, yeah. uh, you're uh, getting used to it. All right. Oh, Alex uh, Brevet. As long is as the impotence stays out of the trial, <laughs> and I have my privacy, and the fact that I'm incontinent during an orgasm. David, uh, we're up, we're on the air right now. Yeah. You're, but, but as long as that stays out of the court. <laughs> oh, you don't want to. It could be on the air. It's just not in the yeah, court. Yeah, I just, that my dignity is sure. very important. <laughs> she got sick of making love to a man who uh, leaked from every orifice <laughs> okay. at the height of ecstasy. When does management step in? <laughs> when does management, you brought him here, obviously, for guidance. Is that grounds for divorce? What's that? You uh, liquid leaking, leaking? leaking from every orifice? Yes. Whatever happened to a wet spot? That's what I want to know. What happened? It's not supposed to be from the man, I don't think. It's not supposed to be from the man. No. Okay. But I guess it's mixed. It's a mix of juices. Jesus Christ. He's leading me down this path, and I, you know I'm a yes man guy. This is the filthiest you've ever been. Really? Is that filthy? It seemed filthy coming from you all of a but sudden. But it's not filthy. It's, 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 pretty blue. it's the cleanest thing I've ever said. The, the it's mix, a mixture it's, of juices. Yeah, that sounds really <laughs> It's not gross. me saying he put his cock into her puss. Somehow the suggestion is worse than the graphic uh, swearing. Is it safe to say the bark is worse than the bite? Mm. Is it safe to say that? I don't think that's the same thing at all. It doesn't apply here at all. <laughs> no. But I'm asking if it's safe to say. It's safe, it's safe to say. No one's going to uh, attack you or nothing's bad's going to happen if you say it. a phone call to make. Let me close up with all the manager. Right, and then you hope that phone call lasts 45 minutes. <laughs> Alex, can you go to the coffee shop and get me some Santorum for my drink? That's <laughs> <laughs> what all good managers do, right? Uh, all I heard was Rick Santorum's name. Uh, I, don't I, need sa- my co- I like my coffee with a little Santorum in it. Do you know what the Santorum is? Santorum. I don't. That's uh, a... No, 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 no. <laughs> That's if get... you want to get really filthy. Yeah, let's just move on. I don't know what it means. Alex, you know what it means? No, yeah. no, Why am I, I the do. only guy in the room? Garen, you know what Santorum is? Dan Savage uh, decided to give... Rick Because Rick Santorum is such a, a, a homophobic jagoff, mm-hmm. he decided, I'm going to make your name into the slang term for the uh, frothy mix of... Male jism and whatever comes out of the butt when you have uh, sex in the butt. That's the Santorum? That's Santorum. Well, get the man some first coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> uh, all right, Alex, uh, yeah. uh, you're, how long are you in town for? I'm here till Monday. So that you guys are here through Monday. You got your he's, management. He's here you. till Sunday. I'm here till Monday. Right, stay an extra day so you can enjoy one fucking day without. <laughs> I need one day without. Him. Right, just at least one day. Alex, are you a married man? Or are you in a relationship? Neither. Swing it loose here. Go with the Viper Room is very popular. <laughs> Viper Room. Go to the Viper Room. I, I can make a call. See if I can't get you in over there. Uh, it's very exclusive. Uh, all right, you got to make a, a very yeah. important phone call. Yeah. Who are your other clients, Alex? Do you have other clients, or is it just? Uh, I'm just stuck with him. That's all you need, That's right? You just need. got the one workhorse, right? Uh-huh. You keep him out there. We're coming to town. Podcast time. <laughs> David would love to see you. That's what the email said. <laughs> Don't <What>? look desperate. <laughs> I would love to see if there happens to be a podcast included. 
That would be fine. Yeah. But it's all about relationships. And that's, uh, but I read right through it. I saw exactly <laughs> what was happening. I said, let's make it happen. And then you guys were very kind enough to uh, uh, switch a days on us. I had an event to go to yesterday at the very last minute. They changed the time up on us. And uh, we uh, had switched it today. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, we, we had to uh, move some things around. To Did t- you? You guys had to move. We're not we desperate. To, we, yeah, we had to move. <laughs> we're some, not desperate. Yeah. We had to move some yeah. things around to make this happen. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah. I had to move some things around. Yeah. I had to move a whole person around. I had to cancel somebody. That, uh, because you're only in town one week a year. Who'd you cancel? I'm not comfortable with you knowing that. <laughs> is it, is it Brad Garrett. <laughs> Seriously? Not a big enough name, was it? It wasn't a big enough name. No. That's pretty good, though. I believe that. Yeah. But we would love to have him. We'd li- we would like to have Brad Garrett. Yeah. Have you worked his club in Vegas? I know you're doing stand-up again. Uh, no, I have not. Have you been back to Vegas since we did that week? In, uh... I had a nervous breakdown in Las Vegas. Nevada? God. Yeah. What does that mean? I... Alex, go make your phone call if you have to. I I woke up one morning and realized I had three shows a night for the next six days, and I was trapped, and I freaked out, and I didn't sleep for three days. Really? Yeah. I Why? Just, what were you so afraid of? I uh, I don't know. I just couldn't sleep. I just it, it was the most bizarre experience I've ever had. What club were you working? I don't want to mention names, but uh, it, it was it was the only time I was feeling okay was when I was on stage. By the way, hmm. you mentioning the name of the club doesn't hurt the club at all. Yeah, you're the one that had you're, the breakdown. It's your, you're, unless the club caused the nervous breakdown. Morty's Looney House. Oh, you're the Looney House? <laughs> yeah, the Looney House. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. There is a correlation there. Okay. Yeah, that's too, too many shows a night for that club. Did you ever get, like, trapped in Vegas where you thought you were never going to leave? It, it, I, it, yes and no. Not not to the extent that you do, but it's, it's always, like, the first couple days you're there. Hey, this is fun and loose. And then by, like, Friday, you're like, this has to end. Yeah. This has to end. However, Vietnamese people talk. Offensive and funny and Emmy Award winning. No, that's that constant sound. I know. Yeah. Uh, the the greatest thing that ever happened to me in Vegas is when they showed me how I can get from my room to the club without having to go through the casino. Right. When you could uh, at Harris. At Harris, you yeah, had to and, go a little out of your way. You feel like Tom Jones. You feel like a star. Yeah. But you don't have at the time they smoked everywhere. You didn't have to walk through the smoke. You didn't have to hear the sound. So it felt better than when you're there because when you have to walk through that just that cloud of smoke and that mm-hmm. noise, it's like that's what depresses you. And everybody. Saying to you, they haven't fired you yet because you people have seen the first show. Well, no, I've never heard that. Oh. But I understand where you're coming from. I've seen it happen <laughs> to me to that week when I was there with uh, Judy Gold and who the hell was I? Was the other act me? It was David. That's the other guy. I heard it too. Uh, Vegas audiences are actually pretty good. I love it. The worst audiences are Atlantic City. Is that true? Yeah, I've what, had. What's the difference, David? Why? Uh... Because uh, you go to Atlantic City not as a destination. You go there because. You live in Philadelphia or Jersey, and you want to go to a place that's a little bit better than Philadelphia, New Jersey, and you're still not happy. My mother came to see me bomb at the Tropicana, and she walked up to me after my show and said, this was worse than Daddy's funeral. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she said, I knew why Daddy was sick. I understood why he had to go. This I don't understand. This is a complete mystery. I've questioned the existence of God here. This makes absolutely no sense to me. She did say that to me. All of that? Yes. That's how badly I bombed. Boy, I, I, there was a time where I bombed in front of my dad so much. Like, it was always, he, my mom saw all my good sets, and my dad did not understand why I was in this business. <laughs> and he wasn't wrong. Like, I would be, I think it was like, hey, I'm, like when I was a kid, I'd go golfing with my dad, and I would, st- I, w- I would want to outdrive him. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I want to show my dad, Dad, I'm a good golfer now. Like, so I think it was that. Like, he would come. And it's like, I got to make my dad proud. And then, bomberoo, man. Yeah, but your act, I mean, you you can't allow a stutter step. You have to be totally focused. And if your dad's watching, I can see how that would screw up your timing. Because uh, you have to think on your feet to Yeah, do but this is act. back when I had an act. Now, my dad comes now. He sees nothing but standing goes, baby. He sees, <laughs> he sees the king at the top of his game. Uh, but uh, back in those days when I you know, was running my mouth... Uh, you have an act now? No, I'm saying back then I did. I haven't seen you. Okay, because you've always done it off the top. Of you've your head. Seen, I'm telling you before I met you. Oh, you're nice, David Feldman. Did you say you're nice? <laughs> See, he was complimenting me. In yeah, okay. A way. I don't know if he was. Now that I think about it, all he was saying was you worked off the top of your head. That yeah, no your compliment. comment seemed like it came out of nowhere. That you're that was, nice. That was my way of saying you don't know how to write a joke. <laughs> oh, right. Just because I don't have a trophy. Well, I got trophies and other things. I'm a good father and husband. Why the hurt? <laughs> why the funny? The guy's getting divorced. Take it easy on I'm it. well aware that I've gone to 20-something years. It's fun. This is our relationship. I God, I hope it's our relationship. I hope, to God, I hope to God I'm getting this right. It was awful. I get an email later from Alex. David was very uncomfortable with some of the things you said. I was like, well, I was too. That barista thing was horrible. Now, uh, he just pulled a Steve Lebetkin outside of the comedy store. That's how bad that... I went, oh, it took me a second. Then I liked it. If you're going to do it, do it that way. If you're going to do it, do it right. He did it right. Do it with me. Do it with me. That's wham. Thank you, ma'am. Let's check in with Garen Cockrell. He's over there at the Pop Culture Beats Info. That's sponsored by dogpile.com. Now, Dave, will you check in with uh, Garen each week to see what's happening in the world of pop culture? What? uh, Is that what we do? No. (laughs) What? uh, If we do, then we haven't gotten a satisfying answer once. You saw some movies this week? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you saw Peach Dragon. I did. And? So did I. I loved it. You loved it. Wept. You wept. Wept. Yeah, that was okay. I wept, but I had to pay fifteen bucks to see it, so it was Yay, <laughs> tight on the buck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, here's the thing. I here's I'm gonna agree with you. I thought it was exactly that, just okay. Still wept at the end, and wasn't I think? And I think I was weeping for nostalgia hmm. of the hmm. first one. Never saw the first one. You wept. You well, you know what? Teach you. There's movies you've seen that I haven't. Uh, Light. And this is an example of that. I thought it was just okay. Yeah, it's kind of kind of very very basic, kind of slow, kind Redundant. of yeah. Redundant. Felt like the dragon was looked cool, but was kind of a dud personality wise. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Yeah, like if that if that dragon was on uh, the dating game, would not be picked. Oh, wouldn't be picked. No, because you can't see it. You just keep right. getting the answers. Kind of boring. I'll agree with that. Yeah, Garen. Loved it. Loved it. He loved it. All right. You know what? I mean, nobody's judging that you're wrong. It could be that I had no expectations. I had Matt had no expectations. But I heard it was good. It was had great reviews. It is getting great reviews. Eighty seven percent of them. So that that was I was kind of set up. Seems high. Seems a little high. Although according to Garen, maybe everybody wept. Although Danielle thought the same as I did, and I think uh, Oliver thought it was just okay. My four year old son Charlie, as soon as it ended, stood up and turned to me and said. So that was great. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> a weird thing for a four-year-old Can I ask you a question? I'm very serious. Yeah. You know, I don't uh, condone this, but I, I want to know. Did you slap him? Because that's, uh, no child should talk to their parent that way uh, after spending money on a treat. I, I slapped him because he should have better taste in movies than that. He needs to learn early that this was this movie was a B- minus at best. Oh, wait. I thought he, I thought he said it sarcastically. No, no, no. He was sincerely Oh, I misunderstood. It. I thought you said, well, that was good. That's no, what no. I, he said, so that was great. Oh, I, he I loved apologize. It. I thought he was being sarcastic. No, I no. apologize. He doesn't they, know what sarcasm is. How old is your kid? Four. Uh, and Oliver's nine? Nine years old, yeah. I've never hit my kids. 
I kick them. Oh, that's, <laughs> no, no, no. that's what I do. You kick. Yeah. Never hit. Good Cover call. it up with pants. <laughs> well, you got to take care of your knuckles, right? right? You don't want to bruise them. Right. You kick them in the shin. They have, all right, that's horrible. That's There's fine. nothing funny. I'm yes-anding. Yeah. You can't, you can't hit your kids. No. There was a day you, you could, though. There was a day when you could, and it, it explains a lot of what's wrong with our culture. Right? <laughs> it's wrong to hit your kids. Yeah. Yes, Dave. <laughs> well, that was David Feldman. We Hiring you. somebody to do it for you. <laughs> different story? That's a, that's a different story. <laughs> nice. But, uh, <clears throat> Garrett, anything else of import we got to talk about? Uh, uh, no. Nothing else exciting happened in the life of Garrett Cockrell since Thursday. I know you bought those uh, those Three's Company DVDs. Yeah, I got that. I got some All in the Family. Uh-huh. Some Brady Bunch. Uh-huh. All shows you can see in syndication every single day. Yep. Yeah, pretty much free. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I think. But thank it. God they're on your shelf now. Yeah, I'm watching them. Are you really? Yeah, disc at a time. You're watching uh, Three's Company at the, at the moment. A lot of funny in there. It is. Richard uh, Richard Klein is great. Mm-hmm. He's Larry. Yep. He's great. Mr. Roper uh, Norman uh, Fell is great. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to the the Don Knotts era? No. Okay. Not yet. Still on the Ropers. Got to do my joke. Got to do my Don Knotts joke in front of Don Knotts' daughter, and she laughed at it. You know that joke, David. It's a classic Jimmy Parker joke. His daughter, it. Balloon Knots. She, she looks like... What, go ahead. You know what a balloon knot is? You yes, we what? all know what it is. An asshole. <laughs> telling you, this guy is filthier than I ever would have imagined. <laughs> and that's offensive to our friend Karen Knotts. That's Don's daughter. I'm sorry. I was able to... Right in front of her, I said to her, uh, David, I said, now the great thing about Don Knotts is he's won six Emmy Awards for his work on... Uh, on uh, the Andy Griffith Show, of course, after his work on Three's Company, had to give them all back. <laughs> and uh, she got a nice laugh out of that because yeah. it's accurate. <laughs> See, they know it in the house. The Knotts family isn't uh, dumb. Mm-hmm. Check in over there with uh, Ilios. Uh, what's the update on Ilios, uh, Garen? Elliot can listen. <laughs> I haven't gotten mine back yet, so I That's what I'm wondering. So, yeah, okay. I haven't gotten it yet, no. All right, so Garen. Elliot you. can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, it turns out I went to Garen for the information. That was yeah, incorrect. That's uh, uh, interesting. What uh, turns out, uh, since you're the inventor of the game, uh, what's the, the update on that? We are uh, we're still working out some changes that the, the uh, publisher wants to make in order to make it so that it will sell better when it goes on the shelves. That's that's where we're at right now. Let's we're, we've buried the lead, and because uh, I don't care about the game, of course. Uh, we met Elliot's uh, new lady friend. We Are we did. allowed to talk about this, Elliot? Sure. Are we calling your girlfriend or still just a lady friend? I don't have a, a decision on that. You guys don't have a, you're, you haven't given the labels yet. No, but you've, uh, you've been out multiple times. Yeah, she many, came to our times. live show. Yep. Uh, are we allowed to say her name yet? She's asked me not to. We will still not. Said. Yeah. All right. That works out great for me because I can't remember it, nor could I pronounce it if you told me. <laughs> I could pronounce it. She said, hi, I'm mm, and, he, and then it was it was uh, Brevet all over again. What the manager's last name is. Like, what the? Brazel. Is it Brazel? It's like it's like Gazelle. But, but with a BR. But with a, it's like Brazil and Gazelle meet. I understand. Yeah. It's like Giselle, who's from Brazil, mm-hmm. meets a Giselle. Did you watch the Olympics? I did. You loved it? Yeah. You're not an American. You're not a patriot. <laughs> I love this country. I, I never I never know what I, you know, I, I used to think if only they would just run everything. If I could just choose what I want to watch and, and I watch it. And then now you can do that with the internet. And it turns out that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Because that's too much. You like them to force feed it to you. You're right. But then when they do that, too many commercials. And it takes forever. They got to wait till 1130 to see what you wanted. Right. 
So I don't know. I don't know the solution. Uh, you tape it. That's what we did. Mm, and, fast forward. Uh, I watched the uh, the ladies uh, golf, and mm-hmm. uh, which was terrific. Right, loved it. You saw those Asian asses. Oh boy! How come I can't even say that? Because it's offensive. <laughs> That's why to watch those Asian asses just swish down that fairway. <laughs> right, they stand over the ball, wiggle their little hips, and then go time. And I like to pretend they're whacking down on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to pretend. Because uh, that's what I'm into. I that's talk, what you're I into. Danielle, I go, you know what? I think tonight calls for a nine iron. <laughs> <laughs> and I put my balls on the edge of the bed. Oh, God, Come on. imagine anything worse. Anything, could you imagine anything worse? Getting hit in the nuts That's worse than iron misery. Iron. That's worse than having your oh, it's foot. way worse. Hobbled? Go ahead. It's worse than being hobbled. Put break. your balls on the edge of this. Right here. Put them there. Now take a wedge. Mm-hmm. Right? No. Better than a driver. You want a driver or a wedge going to your balls, David? You like I don't to want go. any of it. <laughs> putter? Putter wouldn't be so bad. No. No. Right? A little uh, short putt? A little tap in? Oh, I, I, that, no problem with a tap oh, in. Oh, long putt, though. Well, sometimes just someone just grazing your testicles is so painful. Why is it so painful? Just the grazing. Where does that happen? Like when someone swings and misses. <laughs> oh, it does. Our, gen- our, our genitals are very, very sensitive. They're very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Very tender. Yep. It cried at. Uh, the dragon movie. The pink dragon? <laughs> Your balls did? Yeah. It was something was weeping. That's not, that's not tears. Those aren't tears. Oh, that's oh, 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 that's something else. Yeah. No, that's just You one. should be arrested. <laughs> uh, Matt Belknap, hello to you. Hi there. Anything of import happened with you uh, since Thursday? Anything of the- I did find out uh, to answer the question uh, on the last show about those pants that you thought were olive. <laughs> I, got a, I got a final answer for you. Turns out I was wrong. I know this is this is not the most exciting or important thing, but you know we start a little late. This usually would have happened in the top of the show. Do we blame David and Alex for this, or do we blame? Oh no, we still blame Elliot. No, in I that blame bank Elliot. Situation. Mm. What happened while he's looking that up? What happened at the bank? Uh, David's a Republican. He could talk to you. <laughs> so banks. So I, I I actually I have a credit union, and I went to the credit union to get away from bank fees. That's the that's a premise. <laughs> I went in there to deposit some checks. Not a said, comedic premise. No, 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 no. It's just a fact. And uh, I went in there to deposit some checks, and I said, "Oh, sir, uh, your these checks are going to be held for a couple days." I said, "Why are they going to be held for a couple days?" Well, you're overdrawn. You're overdrawn. How could I possibly be overdrawn? Well, apparently, some automated thing had uh, taken some money out, which I still had money in my account, but because I went below a certain amount, they were charging me a fee for for it, and it went to the point where it went overdrawn. I thought there were no fees. Uh, I thought it was going to be better than it. And then they never told me. And then uh, uh, 15 days went by and they still hadn't told me. And then they started charging you $5 a day. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. And if I hadn't gone in today, it was $40 at this point. If I hadn't gone in today, who knows how much it would have gotten to if I had, you know, not paid attention. So my, my concern is that you're 40 bucks uh, in and that's uh, now you're underdrawn. How little was in your account to begin with? Well, it had gotten down to like 20 something. Your checking account. And the reason why I hadn't put more money in is because their bill pay was not accurate. I was I was sending things at a certain time, and it was going either after or before in a way that made it so I kept losing money for some other thing, which I won't go into. Hang on. I'm the only guy not on my phone during the story. I feel I, feel I also don't want to listen. So, But go ahead. Explain fees. Anyhow, I'm bored, and I'm a Jew. <laughs> what? The, the interesting part is this. Oh, get to it. Oh, man. They charged me a fee. This? They charged me a fee. I'm going to charge you a fee. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs> they... <laughs> this is a total stranger to you, Elliot. I, and, uh, I, yeah, I get it. All right. Well, all right. Everything, no, sure, no, go, go, go everything's ahead. worked out. Please continue uh, this fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's all worked out. That's all I care about. No, I'm still mad at them. 
Let me, can I tell you something? I go, and, I, I, and this is my OCD talking, and of course I had a bankruptcy 20-something years ago. I go to my bank's website every day yeah. and, and balance my checkbook. I, every I feel single you. day. They were supposed to inform me of, of all sorts of things. It's I don't disagree with that, thing. but stay on it. No, I, I well, no, what's going to happen is... Does I'm your bank charge banking. you a lack of interest? <laughs> oh! <laughs> because That's it. We're done. <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> See you next week. We're done. <laughs> oh, that's the end of the show? The whole show. Wow. I think you're top that. You're very <laughs> generous to give that. the guest the last line in the history oh, of Never Not wow, yeah, That's how giving of a host I am. Very giving. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, boy, we're having trouble here today. Oh, no. What Hang happened? On. Hang on. Let's I'll get it. Well, you actually had the funniest line. Oh, let's finish this. Uh, oh, no. no. Oh, I'm done. Come on. Your joke got us out of that fucking oh, okay. let's <laughs> yeah. not saved us. Let's not go back. You actually sure. had the funniest line when we used to do the live show. Yes. At the fake gallery on my yeah. podcast. You're live, the David Feldman show. Yes. Right. You go on there, you badmouth the Democrats. Everybody's <laughs> bad. Everybody's evil, except for the great Rush Limbaugh. Right. Now that's your show. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we made America great again. Sure. Well, you're going to. I know to come November yeah. 8th. Do you really want people to think that I'm a Trump supporter? We were told early on yeah. by your representation yeah. that you may be voting for Trump. You told him that? No, no, no. I just said he is somewhat fond of Trump. I'm. What could you be fond of? Well, I hate women, blacks, and Mexicans. All right. Oh, there we go. All right. But other than that, I'm a nice guy. There we go. I didn't know you were setting up for a fucking bit. No, but you had the... It really is your support, I, I, Obviously, I, I don't want... This is the first time I've done your show, and I don't want people... We, we have a long-running thing where we pretend like we, we, we talk as if we're supporting Trump. We're saying he's going to make America great. So that's a running bit of our show, oh, okay. too. So we're, okay. it's all overlapping right now. Should we run through all of them very quickly? Cause okay, yeah, go ahead. We, uh, we don't like Ted Nugent's music, but we think he's a great American. <laughs> great patriot, great politician, uh, great political we think, mind. Uh, we think Kim Davis is a brilliant person. Uh-huh. Thank Christ she's uh, making mm-hmm. things right down in that great state of Kentucky. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't use a dentist here locally. We go to a guy up in Minneapolis. Because we, we, we don't <laughs> care don't for like his lions. dental skills, but we, we love his hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we support him. Uh, is that everybody? Uh, there was one Seems more. Like there's one more. There was one that someone pointed out should have been, uh, which isn't really political. It's more... Dr. Luke, we, we think Dr. Luke is telling the truth that Kesha's oh, a liar. Kesha's lying, Dr. Luke told <laughs> But that truth. one we decided was too close to home for us. Yes. We're, too, we're too emotional and about that Kesha. And that Lindsey Graham. Senator Lindsey Graham is a great male role model for your two boys. Now, I don't know enough about Lindsey Graham. What did, well, what did Lindsey Graham do? That's nothing. <laughs> okay. uh, so, but you're not supporting Trump. No. All right. I've given him money. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've talked on his behalf. Uh, all right. So wait, tell me. The, uh, listen, oh, I'm, so we. I got to hear what the funniest line of the history of your show yeah. was. When did, I started my podcast in 2009. When did you start yours, Matt? 2006. 2006. That's right. So I was a, like a latecomer back then. But now I'm considered one of the, the grandfathers mm-hmm. of podcasts. Not a pioneer like we are here, but I understand I know. getting it. Anyway, <laughs> I so know, I know. We, we did a, we used to do a lot when I was doing the show out of uh, Los Angeles before we moved to New York. I did a live show out of this art gallery and Jimmy used to come and do it all the time and never extended an invitation to me. To <laughs> that come is up. not true right. at all. <laughs> never extended an invitation to come over and s- sleep with his wife and hmm. sister. Never <laughs> get any of this. Uh, but get to my funny joke. So you said to me this and this was absolutely I dropped the microphone. You said to me, who did your hair transplants? 
This yeah. is in front of a live studio, a big studio. Because you had just spoken about them. I didn't. Yes. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, calling you out publicly. Right. You said, who did your tr- uh, transplants? And I said, uh, you don't. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to know, and you don't want hair transplants. And you said, "No, I don't want the guy who did your hair transplants." <laughs> <laughs> said you don't want to go to that guy. I go. I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> right. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. The la- I mean, the laugh was just enormous because they're bad. <laughs> Thank you. Those are. That's your joke. Uh, now, you, now, did you get them? Or? No, I don't. I, I, you I, kept your hair. Got a gorgeous head of hair. You do. As I like to say. A lot of beach to get to it, but then when you're there, <laughs> thick as a forest. Drop some crumbs. You're getting lost, baby. Uh, but why did, why did you, David, why did you feel the need that you thought you needed to get transplants? That you be, needed to get be, Before that they perfected them, why did you think it was a good Because I idea? figured, you know, 14's too young to be bald. <laughs> <laughs> That's how stressed out I was. <laughs> Sleep for three days in Vegas. <laughs> uh, that, now, I got them right when, I got them in my early 20s. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I said, you know what? Why not? I had a full head of hair, but <laughs> oh, why not? Why you could always use more. <laughs> have, the, have that fill in the gap, so when the real hair falls out, it's there. Hey, that's really the brilliant way to do it. That is smart. Yeah, so but I mean, if you're 24, yeah, and you're losing your hair, and you're single, you panic. So that's. Uh, that's would you what. do it again today? Yes, you would. Yeah. Would you? Because uh, when I when I first met you, you were wearing a hat all the time. So that, those were my plugs. Just one big hat. It was a Make America Great <laughs> baseball cap, <laughs> big red cap. Yeah, uh, uh, and you used to wear glasses. You used to wear glasses and that cap. Yes, it's kind of like, and I, I mean this. Uh, it, it it's kind of like Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Like I know this is dangerous territory. It's how you feel. As opposed to what you're doing to other people, what they have to endure looking at you. I feel good about my hair transplants, even though <laughs> even though people are saying to me, thinking to themselves, he's a freak. <laughs> Nobody's I don't, thinking freak. I don't want to eat dinner with this person. But I wouldn't. I, but I, I remember <laughs> when, I w- when I was then talking to my wife, I didn't understand Caitlin and... And she explained, well, it's kind of like your hair transplants. She used that example. Yeah. yeah. And that finally sunk in for you. Yeah. That, that it, it's more about how you – like I think I'm a, I, I'm a hairy man trapped in a bald man's body. And, and my truth is that I was born wrong mm. and I, that I had to get hair transplants. God goofed, as Jerry Lewis once said. <laughs> God goofed, and I'm correcting it. And I think that's what Caitlin thinks. Now, let me ask you a lot of questions about what you just said <laughs> that will more or less get us off this topic. Uh, have you ever met Jerry Lewis? No, but my fantasy is to be driven around Las Vegas by Jerry Lewis. You're scared of Vegas. You get stressed but, out. I know, but Jerry Lewis, I think... That I would th- cure it. You would be I think being in... in uh, in Vegas with the Jerry Lewis would be close to him. Is he driving or is he in the back? He's driving. You got him behind the wheel. Yes. And you know how fast we're going? How fast? 80! Oh, good Christ. I stepped right into that shit. 80! I can't even wipe my shoe quick enough. (laughs) Holy moly. Now, I don't even know if the Jerry Lewis part is even true. Or I don't that know was all just Everything's setup. a setup, Matt. Everything's bullshit. <laughs> I don't this know guy. where we stand with this guy. I don't know where his no, airline starts. No, I'm <laughs> 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 I 
I'm combing it over from my prostate. That's where it starts. Hmm. Thank you. Lay it down. You, you're welcome. You know, I did the soundtrack for Whiplash. Did you know that? I did not know That's that. That's all me. I so did that... Whiplash and Birdman. That's all me on drums. Wow. Busy year. Busy year. A couple years ago. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Now, that movie, Whiplash, yeah. that kind of encourages abuse, doesn't it? It's kind of like the, the bald guy. What's his name? J.K. Rowling? No. J.K. <laughs> Simmons? J.K. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm going to make you play the drums till you're bleeding, and it's like, didn't I do you a favor? It's like that kind of great Santini tough love mm-hmm. that justifies yeah. abuse. That was a bad movie. You did not like that movie. <laughs> I thought the message was It was a bad was message. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. The message was weird, uh, because then... Then it's like, oh, he is abusive, and now the kid's going to turn the tables on him. But then at the end, it's like, no, it seems like the... You needed me. It that seems was basic like the, Yeah, it seems like he basically yeah. proves the guy's point. See, yeah. you're great now because of me. Yeah. It's like, it, what the fuck? It had like a conservative Republican message, which is, you know, tough... Not even tough... Tough hate. <laughs> That's what that movie was about. Tough, tough hate. Tough abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was messed up. Well, let's speak, though, how great Paul Reiser was in it. He was phenomenal. He was now. great. Uh, he was so great that I didn't even know he was in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's like a good hair transplant. He was the right. father. He, he played like, the kid's father. He play, That's right. I, I completely forgot about that. He was great. Hey, where's, where's David's trash? Is that uh, still on the table? <laughs> I, was gonna, I was wondering how long it was going to take for that to bother you this to is, the point you had to mention comfort. it. Are you, are, do you have OCD? I won't answer that. I'll allow everybody else's silence in the room to... Maybe the next spasm that you just saw happen on him was the indication of that? Yes, of course. Yes, I do. Me too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it? I'm, I I have to, for example, is this sick? I'm, I have to wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. Every time. <laughs> Every time? Every time. Oh, my God. I know. It's You're like, living in hell. I know. It's like I go to the bathroom. I got to wash my hands as though that's dirty. Wow. Yeah. How have you gotten this far? I, I, I would cut my hands off if it would drive me so crazy. <laughs> no, thank you. I thought you were going to say, I have to wash my hands every time I strangle a prostitute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not every time. Well, that would be sick. By the way, that is a David Feldman style joke. That's, that's what he's, he's, he's done it so much now. That's what I was anticipating. I somebody was reminded me. Somebody reminded me. I hate to quote myself, but nobody else will. Somebody uh, reminded me of a joke I came up with in a writing room, which, you know, I'm a TV writer. And, yes, we, yes. <laughs> and, the, and the writing rooms can often get very filthy and dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite sound is when the head writer says, we have to shut the door. We have to shut the So I guess somebody reminded me that. That's uh, not a napkin. Huh? <laughs> uh, Maybe your manager could help on, you with let's this. Come on, let's go. I want to. What? I'll do it. What Nobody do you do? Clean this goddamn mess up. I'll do it. No, I got it. Give him the napkin. Like a joke. The last one. By all means, you just sit there. So I'm quoting a joke. for more bits, but God forbid you clean up the fucking space. Apparently, one of the loudest laughs I ever got in a writing room was me saying, going to Vegas, squeezing a prostitute's neck as tight as I can, and saying, tell me when I get to $350. <laughs> <laughs> you said You're strangling a prostitute, and I that, and he had a bit. Go. They got a yeah, laugh. Of see, with professional writers. Tell me, I'm, honey, tell me when I get to three hundred fifty dollars. Oh, she's, but that that's that's inappropriate for this show. And I, I don't know. I apologize. Well, we're going to edit it out. Good, yeah, but we had a nice uh, laugh at uh, <laughs> at my privately. expense. Yeah. What? Um, 
uh, the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rethink a lot of what's happened today. Yeah, you. Uh, so you won the three Emmys for Dennis Miller show, or or did you also? Uh, what else did you? Is that the three? Uh, I think so. Yes. And yeah. you wrote on Friday night videos for a little while, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> they took. I swear to God, they took. Oh no! What was the show we used to do after Conan? There was like a show that came on. They taped it at at a. The Tonight Show set. Oh, late, not late Friday. It was Friday Night Videos. Was it Friday Night Videos? And they would put comics in between the videos. Yes. Yes, it was that. And I swear to God, they took my laughs and gave them to somebody else. Oh, you think so? That's how... They did a laugh transplant. Wow. <laughs> you don't want to go to that guy. No. <laughs> uh, I also... Yeah, that was... Uh, that was... Because it would be the people would stay from The Tonight Show. Hey, you want to stick around and watch seven comics? And if you were comic six and seven... You got nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It was Actually, it was called Friday Night by that point. They had dropped the video's uh, name. And it's funny you bring that because I just was looking at my resume and I was like, why is – I don't even know what show that is. <laughs> so that's not the same thing as the Lisa Lang gang. That's not Late Friday. That's confusing. Late- oh, Lisa Lang gang. I'm, I'm thinking of Late Friday maybe. No, Late Friday was not that. Late Friday was uh, – Bart Coleman booked it and it was at uh, – you know, right, had a right. Largo alt vibe to it. Right. You're thinking of Friday night. I know exactly what you're thinking about. And I... Uh, no, I'm thinking about pussy. I'm buying Cadillac. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> what the... So, all right, so was all three for Dennis Miller? I'm, li- I'm asking. Yes. But I've been, no- I've been nominated. Do we want to talk about this stuff? Yeah, I think it's I'm, interesting. I'm going to the Emmys this year. You're nominated for the Triumph special, right? We got oh, nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did. If you have not seen the the Triumph, the Insult Comic Dog election special, I have to say objectively that people should watch it. It's boy, pretty oh, funny. Boy, that is, you <laughs> are a ring No, I, I don't want to sound like a kiss ass. I watched it. It's fantastic. It really I watched is. both of them. It's incredibly funny. It's Wait, there's two funny. of them. There's the RNC and then the DNC, right? No, not the, there's the original one where Mike Huckabee shows up. And you teach him how to give a speech or whatever. Right. And then there's the current, the most recent one where they go to the conventions. You know what's crazy? Yes. I didn't realize that, but it kept popping up on Hulu. And I was like, I get it. I watched it five months ago. Oh, Why brand new. Get, so it's it was a new one. one. Okay, I got to watch there's that. There's a new, new, new one. Oh. I actually, if I may, the one that got nominated uh, is the first one. Uh, I like the second one even, even better. Oh, I can't La- wait to watch it. Uh, even that. more laughs. Uh-huh. Okay. It's pretty great stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you like Triumph at all, which I love Triumph, it's fantastic as i said to david feldman via email there was nothing better than before the special came out watching msnbc like at two in the morning <laughs> and they're talking to their reporters and there's these assholes <laughs> walking around behind them setting up shots and doing all sorts of it was, it was great photo bombing basically yeah. photo they're like yeah. being like the today show holding stuff uh-huh. up i was like these are grown men uh-huh. that are doing nothing but ruining this news broadcast <laughs> it was great <laughs> Who did, did, you, did you talk to Al Franken at all? Did you get to talk to Al Franken? Al Franken, yes, he's on the special. But I'll, I'll tell you, Al Franken gave me the best advice about – Senator Al Franken gave me the best advice about parenting. I don't have a joke, but it's just you guys have young kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also have children, I believe. <laughs> and uh, we don't need to talk about uh, what's in your basement. Uh, Al Franken, Senator Al Franken said, I don't believe – in quality time with children, I believe in quantity time. And that really informed my parenting. I've, I've thanked him on those rare moments when I've gotten to meet him because 
he said quality time is what a divorced father gives a child. He said just taking a nap in the house while your kids are just doing whatever they're doing, that's much more important. And that kind of helped me because I was not interested in a lot of the crap the kids were doing when they were two or four. They're really quite boring. Yeah. They're the not the younger they are, the more boring they are. Yeah. So I just kind of just loafed around. But I was there. You were there. I was there. I definitely subscribe to that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, get involved with some of the stuff that they like because I like it, too. But, you know, I absolutely I just feel like just being there is what matters. The yeah. fact that you're there and they can yeah. they shouldn't like I don't I don't like I want them to be doing their own thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't want them to need me or, or my wife to be involved in everything because then they don't learn how to imagine and play with you know by themselves but but being there you know i think that's what has an impact should i read what my 24 year old son texted me well that is nothing you got nothing on that <laughs> all right i'm uh, just reinforcing what you he said. spoke he, from the heart in a way that i've never heard you speak before <laughs> and david Feldman's response was should i read an email <laughs> yeah that was just really <laughs> anything to stay awake it's the most real thing that's ever happened in the history of this gonna, show i thought he was gonna tell me about his bank balance <laughs> oh, <God. Credit> union. <laughs> no, we're gonna do that at the top of the hour yeah it's coming up coming up next in the next segment uh all right you're reading an email i have to turn my fo- my crank my phone what what did my son say i texted him that big old dick daddy. <laughs> Wait, what? I have a 23-year-old son. So, and I said, do you need anything? And what did he text back? Just that big old dick daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it runs I in the said, family. My son goes... I don't know how to respond. I know. I'm like in the car. I go, do you need anything? He goes, just your big old dick, daddy. What the F does that mean? It means that when Oliver... Grows up watching Family Guy and South Park and seeing, you know, crude comics like David Feldman perform. When they get into their 20s, they talk filthily. Well, you tell him this is what daddy does. Not You, you talk like that to your friends, not your father. Right. You yeah. corrected him on this. Well, not in his 20s. <laughs> it's too late. You can't. You still can. Hey, I'm, I'm still your father. You think he's going to listen to you? No. But you loved it, right? I kind of laughed. Cracked up, right? Yeah. He knows He knows your sense of he humor. He knows the audience. He knows who he's talking to. Yeah. He knows exactly who he's Or he thought he was texting his boyfriend. <laughs> oh, it could have been <laughs> that. another possibility. Do you take your boy to see you perform? Uh, he's been here a couple of times, and he's been uh, maybe to stand up once, but I kept it, you know. Why? Why what? See, I'm a big, I'm being serious about this. I took, my children saw me perform, and I would always take them to, like, bad performances. I always wanted them to see me bomb, like I had a choice. <laughs> but, uh, because I didn't want them to think I was bigger than life. I, and, and it's important for them to see that, you know, you can fail at something and just brush it off. And not, I, I mean, my proudest, mo- I'm being serious, my proudest moments Remember uh, Borders Bookstore? Mm-hmm. I used to do shows there, and they would see me, you know, not do well. And we'd just get in the car, and I'd drive home, and it was as though nothing happened. And I thought that's really important for kids to see their their father fail at something and have him be okay with it. So sometimes I'd bring them into... Should I read this email that I got? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get to a joke. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Don't panic. I got the joke. It's important for them to see me fail at something. So oftentimes they would stand behind me at a urinal and I would just... Idiot. Because I couldn't pee because of my prostate and they'd oh. see me... I can't get... Nothing will come out. I failed. See, but I'll try later. How old is your other child? 
Uh, 26. 26 and 23. Yes. Yes. That's crazy. This it is crazy. I remember when they were tiny. They were tiny. They they saw everybody perform. They grew up in writing rooms and they had, and and like you said, they know that there's a time and a place to say certain things. And that email certainly is not the time. <laughs> I'm offended on your behalf. The fact that you're allowing it. But I, I think we tend to want to protect our kids too much. That's I, I get sick of that. Matt and I were just talking about that prior to this very show. That yeah. uh, mm-hmm. some you, people do that. I, I try to expose my son to uh, my genitals. <laughs> and <laughs> there, come on, we all saw that coming. Everybody saw the horn on that. I thought you were going to say David the elements. Fe- David Feldman behind the, uh, <laughs> the 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 wheel of that. Uh, it's gone very, very dirty today. Very dirty. Not dirty with a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty with a twist. I, 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 any other day, elements would have been the. Uh, you're right. The, now, how's the show going today? <laughs> yeah, four out of ten. <laughs> Seem high. Here's how it's going. We're going to ask your kids to come in and watch oh, you, you fail. You're going <laughs> <laughs> to. That's the. That's the. That's it. That's, that's it right there. That's God it. damn that it, Matt Belknap. Good. That's wheels, Belknap. That's very. Uh, what do you drive? What kind of rental car you got? I'm it looks like a, a, looks like a VW. I got a VW because like a Jetta Passat. I, I think it's a Passat. I like Volkswagen. I love it because I, you know Hitler. <laughs> Brady has some good ideas. You know, and the artist and the ignition problems. What Hitler, baby <laughs> Hitler? What I didn't say that. Oh, ever you were going to lead me into my baby Hitler chunk? Oh yeah, what's your, <laughs> you got thoughts on baby Hitler, Dave? <laughs> What about Byron Allen? <laughs> Damn, what are you talking about, baby Hitler? <laughs> By the way, that was way too black for Byron Allen's voice. That was way yeah, too was weird. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Olympics, though, did you know that Hitler was he, he invented the Olympic torch? I did not know that. Yeah, yes. I learned that. Wait, that guy loved fire, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Jeez, that's, that's a dark joke. Christ. That's yes. a really dark. He was joke. more into gas. I'm in the mood for some pizza. <laughs> dare you? I'm Jewish. Yeah, you can do it. I can make jokes about. Yeah, I can. I, and I'm a racist, so I can make jokes about blacks and Mexicans oh, and Asians. Oh, good for you. Oh, you're all covered. <laughs> you're completely covered. Uh, David Feldman's here. He's just he's an Emmy Horrible human being. Uh, we, oh, we have to get another break, don't we? Yeah. Are we already there? Um, Do I get a grade? Yeah. Yes, we've given it to you. <laughs> Four out of ten. Again, I, th- I think it's high. I'll check with you, man. Can we, can we, when we come back, can I... Bump Get extra credit? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when we come back? To Voices. Make it <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to scream and be loud <laughs> and wild. Do you still talk with Dennis Miller? Are you guys still friendly or is he uh, gone so far the other way you, you don't know how to relate to him? I love Dennis Miller. I do. I really love him. The politics, I kind of, makes me sad. Mm. We tried to get him on this show. Because uh, people reached out to us and we said, yes, we'd love to have him. But I think he they changed their mind. And I think the reason is they think he felt that he wouldn't be in a safe place. I think he felt like maybe he was going to get ambushed. And uh, we would not do that. We're respectful. Right. Yeah. One of our I mean, one of our comedically, one of our heroes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we would talk about that and pray to Christ. He doesn't talk about politics. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two months before the election isn't the best time to ask. Bad timing. Him. Maybe after it's all. Maybe done. we're at a new place, Matt, where. Oh, place, Matt. Hey, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're at a new place, Matt, where <laughs> I think discussing politics is kind of there's nothing to discuss anymore. Kind of. It's so ridiculous. It's so beyond our what we truly understand. I mean, I, I think one of the things I've learned 
traveling to the conventions and meeting the great people in this third-rate nation is that <laughs> we've gotten to a point where the issues are so complicated that democracy and voting won't help. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. David Feldman is on Twitter at David underscore Feldman underscore. And uh, his podcast is called The David Feldman Show. Please find that and listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Also, definitely check out the Triumph Election Special on Hulu. It is amazingly funny. I've only seen the first one, but I guess there's a few now. But check it out. You will not be disappointed. It is awesome. Elliot Hochberg is going to be doing Broadway LA. That's uh, August 27th. Uh, BroadwayLA.com for more info on that. That's improvised comedy, I believe. And Jimmy Pardo is going to be at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, September 15th through the 17th. He is at uh, Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin. That is October 7th and 8th. And then Never Not Funny is live at LA Podfest. That is uh, the 25th of September noon show. You can go to LAPodfest.com for info on that. And you can stream it live from your own home. Use the code Pardo if you want to uh, get five bucks off that live stream of the entire weekend event. Finally, Never Not Funny live at uh, Zanies in Rosemont. That's a Chicagoland show. Only the 4 p.m. show is left, October 22nd, 4 p.m. Never Not Funny live in Rosemont. Uh, please go to jimmyparter.com for all his dates and deeds. Click the tour link and enjoy. Well, now listen, we don't have to tell you. Now, I am upset about Harry's going into Target, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they took they, they took us out of the knees, didn't they? We had our good thing going here. We had a good thing going with Harry's. Now Harry's wants to uh, be on an end cap. And I was there at the uh, the uh, Santa Monica uh, Target. Yeah. And it was almost like, you, ever, you, ever, you watch Shark Tank, and when they, mm-hmm. uh, they go into the Target or whatever, and they show... You know, like uh, Barbara Corcoran will show off. There's your end cap. Mm-hmm. And they all have to, they're all like staring at like the product they see every day. Right. But then they're all coming. It looks good on the shelf. Looking real good <laughs> on the shelf. I saw that with Harry's. Yeah. Which is how I learned Harry's was at uh, Target. It was like, wait, what the F is this now? I just learned it because people were tweeting about it. People associate us with Harry's now. Which is a, uh, speaks to the power of never not funny. Yeah. Some may have said the power of podcasting. I chose to just be very specific. <laughs> just us. No one else has um, that power. Listen, I know you were all, nobody doesn't love Target. We talked about that, in fact, mm-hmm. on the live show again. At, uh, you know what I don't love? Going out to get something when it can just show up at my doorstep. Thank you for saying it. I've had, someone had to say it. Right. I'm going to say it. Why would you go to a store to buy something that you can get delivered to you for almost no money? And if I'm not mistaken, and there's a chance I am, it's still a better deal to have it sent to your house. Probably. You know, I mean, it's great to have it there. You see the beautiful Harry's marketing. Mm-hmm. You see the beautiful display. Everything about Harry's is terrific. Right? Looks good at that end cap. I stood along with those people and I yeah, nodded. Yeah, we get about the end cap. <laughs> oh, it was on a shelf. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Is the end cap German engineered? I should. <laughs> <laughs> I think they bought that end cap. Yeah. After taking a look at it, yeah. we, we got to buy this end cap. <laughs> Maybe they're starting. That's the, how they're getting into Target. They're going to buy Target eventually. Oh, boy. But right now, they just bought the end caps. You know, they, uh, and, and in fairness, they were not on shelves. They were on the uh, the pegboard hooks. They were, mm-hmm. they were hooked. Uh, they were uh, that style. Yep. Uh, now, we love Harry's. I use them. Elliot uses them. Garan uses them. Matt Belknap uses them mm-hmm. uh, from start to finish. The, uh, the gel and or cream, depending on your choice, uh, gel, your face choice. Gel all day. Right to that, which I do know, I do love that brand new rubberized handle. Yep. Stays in the grip, mm-hmm. not slippy slidey anymore. That was always my one complaint that I never talked about on this show because they're an advertiser. Now I could talk about it. I love their new handle. Mm-hmm. 
back, loving it. Right? Always still nice, clean shave. And then afterwards, let's put that aftershave lotion on and let's get down to business. And by that, I mean, let's get down to fuck. What? What happened, Harry? No. Is that what's really happening in that factory in Germany? Yeah. Maybe they just call it the German factory. German porn? It's like, it's actually a nightclub called the factory. Right. And it's in Munich and uh, everyone's DTF. Oh, boy. Maybe in the back, they got a couple of nine-year-olds making blades. <laughs> right? They're putting together razors. Why do they have to be nine-year-olds? Because children, child labor. <laughs> Uh, right? Little Hitler Youth it, back you there? You made it even seedier than I was. I just made it worse for the Hitler Youth. <laughs> yeah. Now, Harry Starter Kit, which they called the Truman, which was a, he was, of course, a great present of ours, mm-hmm. uh, is a great option for new customers and an amazing deal for just $15. Matt, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. They bought the factory! Plus, there's a new offer, special offer, might be not, but maybe, maybe the same offer you've been hearing. But well, maybe this is the first time they're hearing it. That's true. Because when you say 15, I, I, when, what I immediately thought was, I can do you one better. I'll knock five bucks off that for you. Well, you'll do it, and so will Harry. Yeah. That's your first part. But you got to use promo code PARDO to do that, Matt. Go to mm-hmm. harrys.com right now and look for the Truman set. Uh, not to be confused with the Truman Show. No, that's a movie from the late 90s. Which you're more than welcome to shave with. If you could break that the DVD in half <laughs> and shave your face without cutting yourself. Good luck. Good luck to you. I'd rather I'd rather spend 10 bucks and get the Truman set. Yeah. Why, stop shaving with an old DVD. Oh, it's stupid. You're, you're saving time. You're saving money. Nothing. You're ruining your face. Yeah. That's your moneymaker. <laughs> no matter what you do for a living, whether you're on television like I am, haven't been on in a while, or you're, uh, you know, you're making a presentation for the office. Let's say you're a customer service uh, telephone. You do it from your own unair conditioned bedroom. Right. You, you still need your face. You need your face. Right. You know why? Even if you're doing just uh, on, the, on the telephone. Yeah. If you're cut up from that DVD, they're going to hear it. They're going to hear it because they're going to you're going to be going, well, thank you for God. Yeah. Every time you make a move, your face is going to be in pain. Yeah. Right? The way that we have to deal with it, we're, we're pain every time we look at it. Now, enter code PARDO at checkout. Let me repeat now. Go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter PARDO at checkout to get five bucks off. That helps support the show, of course. Stop compromising. Give Harry's a try today. Uh, do it. What do you think of that ending? <laughs> I think I nailed it, gymnastic style. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, now what happened in the break was uh, we were all just talking about life in general and uh, Elliot Hopeberg. <laughs> How do we describe? He went over there and kind of posed as the thinker, kind of? Yeah, it was like a weird Phil Donahue move. That he suddenly- <laughs> and you're doling out relationship advice. And I'm going to quote Matt Belknap. You've been in one for two weeks in the six years we've known you. <laughs> no, I'm- Who the fuck are you to tell people how to live? I'm not telling them how to live. I'm telling them how not to live. Scared. But you did yeah. say something. What's his name? Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. Uh, with the credit union story, right? <laughs> yes. That, that's, yeah. Yes, that's where we're going. You really, you really want to get back into that conversation? But you said something interesting. What did you say? I said if you if you listen oh, to I'm people. I'm bored to death already. <laughs> oh, my God. After if, I want to slip my... Oh, go ahead. He puts the bear trap down. <laughs> and I step right, right in it. Hey, take a look at this. Still, you put your foot in it. Yeah, yeah. Now, what were you saying? <laughs> no, seriously. No, it's um, true, because Elliot sometimes does drop a, a genuine pearl of wisdom. and it's I don't to, disagree with that. So, yes. th- there's... there's there's enough stuff out there that any type of person who you think you would want to go out with, somebody will tell you you're not allowed. Yes. They'll come up with some reason that it's the worst thing and you shouldn't do it. And Like and my dad used to say, she's your sister. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a- <laughs> not illegal in some states. Oh, uh, thank you, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Are weird? there any states where you can date your sister? Absolutely. Name one. Why do you I know so much him? about it, Elliot? <laughs> absolutely. But, but absolutely, as if he knows all yeah, the laws look, on this. Absolutely. I've read extensively on this subject. Wait a minute. Isn't your sister a witch? 
Well, my older half-sister's a witch, yeah. But that's not why I looked it up. You thought that's why I looked it up. Okay. Well, yeah, you want to bang around, right? You could well, bang. seriously, where Richie can you woman. date your sister? There's, what? There, there are some states where it's not strictly illegal to gonna, date a sibling. I think there are countries. No, there are states. It's a no, state We're law. going to go to the World Wide Web, and Garen Cockrell's going to look it up. There's a country called Ball Your Mother's Stand. I want to look that up. What's that? I kind of don't want that in my search history. <laughs> Open up a uh, private you know, browser a, window. I think like in Belgium, you can date your, you can marry your sister. Belgium, no, there was huh? some. There was really? some. Yeah, there's some like one like of a the... hell of a waffle, <laughs> <laughs> right? There's, there's some story about like these two. Uh, they were orphaned and they met each other and they ended up getting married and then they found out that they were siblings. But in a in in the state they were in, it was fine. It's 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 you can't date your parents, but you there are some states where it's not strictly illegal to date your sibling. I find that. Are you talking about the the twin identical twin brother and sister? Who married each other? I, I, I don't know that's specific to and it. When, it might be and them. when they had sex, if she had an orgasm, he would have an orgasm too because they were twins. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm in a <laughs> but, lot of trouble. We're giving, with this you, the, we're giving the, you the leash. Yeah. <laughs> we're giving <laughs> you the rope, baby. <laughs> Whoa. The Corsican wow. brother and sister? <laughs> there is no state. There's no, I agree I agree with you David Feldman. You cannot date your it's sister. N- no. it's where Unless it's you consider Mississippi legal. a state, which I don't. <laughs> oh, you do not. I do not. Oh, well. Yeah. You've been all around this great land, I've been all, David, yes. and you're telling us it's not. But I do everywhere. think there's a country, like, it's not Germany, but there's some, like, I think it's Belgium or someplace where you could, brothers and sisters well, can get married. We're going to check Karen, in with Gary Cockrell over yet? there at the uh, Pop Culture Beast desk. There's various laws in every different in different states, obviously, some of them prohibit marriage. Some of them prohibit sexual penetration. Some of them pro- prohibit fornication, cohabitation. Uh, Maryland, you're not allowed to have vaginal intercourse. In Maryland, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to have vaginal intercourse. You can go with, with a sibling. With a sibling. This is all under the heading of sibling. Yeah. That's weird. There's some Dad, I swear it was in the air. <laughs> yeah. You can poop shoot it. It's I mean, fine. I, I I just it's weird that you there's some what state can you not even cohabitate? That seems uh, unduly yeah, right? right? What if your parents pass away and you got to be roommates and save a couple of bucks? Right. In, <laughs> in Guam, knowing marriage or cohabitation is not allowed. Knowing. knowing. Like you can't knowingly do it, but if you didn't know, in DC, marriage, cohabitation and sexual intercourse is not allowed. It shouldn't be allowed in any state. It's I don't want Garen to have to go through state I, by state, mostly because it's really boring. But. I don't know if it's boring as much as it's just. I, I can't gross. believe in Maryland they said they literally said you can you can have relations with your sister as long as it's not vaginal. I mean, they got that specific. I'm going to say that's not a current law. I'm going to say it went the other way. Like they made that law thinking, like, well, I mean, what else could they possibly? That's it. Ah. Like they couldn't even imagine what else could happen. Then you're talking about this like a blue law, like exactly who you could blow and right. who you blew and. I'm going to strangle myself with the leash here. I'm turning blue. I got more questions on uh, your... Why I continue to live. (laughs) (laughs) That's not that broad of a question. Uh, When you go and do a triumph uh, uh, event at a convention or whatever, do you guys... uh, you, You hash out the beats prior? Do you have jokes prior? How much is he improvising on the spot? How much are you feeding him in the air? Uh, are you allowed to talk about this at all? The, it's a dog. It's a puppet. It's a dog. The dog's a genius. 
Really? You can't give any behind the curtain on this? Well, I will tell you that it's a puppet. It's not a real dog. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, it's God. a puppet. There's children listening. It is the most <laughs> bizarre thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Because it's Robert Smigel, who... Uh, genius? Is yes. that a fair... Abs- right? Yes. That's absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he... Nobody hates that dog. It's incredible. Bill Clinton. I mean, people just see the dog and they look at the they dog. Look at the dog. <laughs> they talk. Robert. They talk to it, right? And the doors that open. I, I do resent the fact that as a, you know, I've been a political satirist, kind of, and I'm interested in journalism. That this dog can gain access to all the people that I would like to, or other journalists would like to get to, but. This dog gets every door opened and then shits on everybody. Right. <laughs> Says thank you by you know shitting on your couch. It's pretty remarkable. And do people like I remember the the one uh, from maybe uh, God was it a few years ago? No, maybe it was the one with the with the no. Oh, who's the guy that plays bass? I can't think of his name. Mike uh, Mike Huckabee. Huckabee. Was it the same episode where he tried to talk to Sean Hannity and Sean Hannity was like, "I know who you are." Isn't That's that a one? different – yeah, but th- this it's is the most special. recent one with Huckabee. Here's the problem with politics. Never meet your heroes and never meet the people you hate. Like I met Mike Huckabee and I fell in love with him. He was somebody <laughs> I despised. Oh, right. And then all of a sudden you realize he's really funny. He's smart. You know, he's one of those guys who knows to look at the puppet instead of Robert. Perfect timing. Quick on his feet. I hate to say hip, but because it's but hip and well read, the kind of person, except for the fact that he's, you know, homophobic and won't admit to hating women, but has policies that are. You know, right up my alley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here, here. But see, this piece. Remember, we talked. We've had this debate before. Like, yeah. We, if you met Donald Trump, yes. Have you met him? No. If you met him, you're have a you, big. Have get. you met him? No, I, I worked on the roast. Oh, right. If you meet George W. Bush, whom I've never met, you would love him. You would absolutely, they're charming, and it's, the, and the, you know, I do a radio show with Ralph Nader, and one of the things that he's taught me is, you know, if you can just extract a person's political beliefs, they're pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. We're all the same, except for the Polish. <laughs> Ralph didn't say that. I now, when you talk to Ralph, another one of the things is, uh, hey, here's how you ruined the country for eight years by not dropping out. Does okay, he ever talk about that? He's the greatest American. He, You know what? I went to Nam. I know you did. This guy's the greatest? Yes. What about Ali? Well, he's dead. The, 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 the 9-11 hijacker? You idiot. Ali Humadine? Yeah, Ali Humadeen. Ali Humadeen. He flight ninety three. Go, I'm listening. You think he was the? Great, well, I don't even think he was American. <laughs> I think he just flew, he didn't get citizenship. <laughs> he just flew a plane into a building. I misunderstood. That's I mean, on me. I get it was American Airlines, so I get uh, very confused. Right. I, 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 you, yeah, I know this is embarrassing to admit, but I'll say it for you. Jimmy thought anybody who flies on American Airlines was, becomes an American automatically. I, thought, <laughs> so, I, I truly thought that. Do you know that you and I flew? After 9-11 together, we flew, I flew home from, uh, not Michigan, I ran into you and Danielle, you and Danielle, on a flight home like a week after 9-11. 
I don't remember know. this. I don't think Danielle was with me. Yeah. Yeah. You like two weeks after 9 11, because I remember I played like Nebraska or something. I flew three days later on that Friday. What is that? The 14th? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I swear to you, oh, we're on TV, so people are going to. The stewardess said to me, Can you sit up front? You look, I swear to God, she said, You look like, can you just sit up front? What? Because she thought I was strong, physically strong, that I could subdue. Was um, she an older? She, did, did she forget her glasses that day? <laughs> I swear, I just want to, one of my, you know how like some things you never forget? Yeah, like 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> what was that? Oh, it's a situation that probably led to this woman asking you to sit up front. Yeah. 9-11? Did mm. she just think maybe you're weak and they'd, they'd throw you in front of the, whoever had the <laughs> box cutter? Who would? I would never. I this swear is no you. I think you're a genius. I think you're one of the funniest men on the planet. Finish that thought. I <laughs> would never say, well, we need some muscle up here. We'll get, <laughs> get David Feldman. <laughs> we Were you holding your Emmys to use his weapons? Why would she ever? I don't know, but a day doesn't go by that I don't think about it. I would think about it every second. Yeah, yeah. And did you sit up front? I sat up front. Comfortably. Oh, okay. they didn't put me in first class. Oh, you got bulk up. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, these... Like we want you to add a certain yeah, yeah. Let's not get We're crazy. Not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, hey, we got some real muscle up there, but you're fine. You Rose up there is just Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> I can't think of one other. The Rock. Ever. I literally could not thank you. <laughs> Couldn't think of one other. This Ronda point. Rousey. So answer my question. That okay. once she lost, I'm like Trump. She's a loser. I got no interest. <laughs> Did she lose? I like winners. She lost badly, right after she was trumped up. No pun intended. To be the this is going to be. She's going to kill her in seconds. That was uh, like she, was that last year or earlier this year? Yeah, it was last year. She got her ass kicked like within seconds. Yeah. She has a cauliflower pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very healthy. Uh, pardon now. <laughs> pardon. <laughs> Uh, David, oh, what a glass labia. That's that's her weakness as a boxer, as a martial arts person. She is a glass pussy. I'm going back because I have to ignore all of this because I saw David Bowie on his glass pussy tour. And uh, uh, it was called Glass uh, Spider. For those that don't know, I'm still it's a genius reference. Now, David, answer the question. Did yes, you, do you pre- how much do you prep on a triumph? Uh, uh, how much do you prep the puppet? Well, I do the colon cleanse and the prep. <laughs> you idiot. Is this the, have you had a colonoscopy yet? Of course I have. And they call it the prep. Yeah, you get up, you, you shoot some business up there, loosen it up. Yeah. Some centaurum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't think it's the disaster that, ever, that you've been warned your whole life about the colonoscopy that it's going to be the worst thing in, your, in the world. Right. It's, it's, there's nothing worse. I'm going to prison like I did. Yeah. And getting <laughs> probed on a regular basis. That's worse. Is worse. You're saying getting raped in prison is worse it, than a colonoscopy. It, 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 these colonoscopies, uh, you know, it's, that much you know it's worse than getting raped in prison. What happened to me? I got date raped in prison. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> date rape in prison, not good. Because you, you want to be present. Well, yeah, and I felt, you know, I felt it was my fault. <laughs> well, they saw, I, well, they saw <laughs> that muscle coming. Yeah. They keep their hands off. I was date raped, and then I kept showering afterwards uh, as often, and that doesn't help. Doesn't it? Doesn't they clean off the filth? You just well, keep getting raped every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Matt Belknap found it. Look what I do. You didn't get it. Uh, Not at all. Can't joke about. It. You can't even joke about prison rape anymore. Well, we just did. We just didn't. I think yeah. we did we're a nice gonna, job. We're going to get a lot, get a lot of trouble. Yeah. Who's going to write us? Prisoners? What can they do? They can get out. <laughs> can, they can be released. Are you watching The Night Of, by the way, on HBO? Uh, it's my, on my list of things. I haven't gotten to it yet. Loving it. I've, heard, I've heard great things. 
I just started watching The Get Down on Netflix, which is about the birth of hip hop, as told by Boz Lerman. Very unlikely wow. uh, thing. Yeah, but it's I'm actually really liking it. You're enjoying it. Yeah. Nice. There's way too much to watch because I've got uh, three women across the street from me in New York who uh, don't have curtains on their windows. <laughs> and I, I like to binge watch them. <laughs> and it's just too much. Too much to watch. <laughs> You're not going to give me a serious answer about the triumph. You're refusing. <laughs> well, who, what? I'd like to know the process. Uh, the process? Do you uh, write stuff in advance? The dog is brilliant. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, what do you think? I, there's a big writing staff. Are you saying that you guys aren't doing anything? <laughs> Sounds like you guys are worthless. Sounds yes. like they could just let you guys go. You and Jarrett Grody are out on your ass. Oh, Jarrett Grody's very funny. Does Jarrett write for those? Yeah. yeah. Did is he it, go to the conventions with you? He didn't go to the conventions, but he's pretty funny. You're walking around in that suit of yours. How'd you know I wore a suit? <laughs> I saw you behind the newscasters on MSNBC. By the way, suits, and this will, can lead into something else. The TV show suits? I've been living in New York for two years. I see. And one of the things I've learned is the power of the suit. If you put on a suit, you can be Ted Bundy. People will believe anything you tell them. All you have to do is get a suit. Why is this New York uh, exclusive? Well, suits are very important in New York. It's a uniform. Yeah. So, like, suits are very powerful. If you wear, like, I often wear a policeman's uniform. I see. (laughs) And, like, you know how, like, Muhammad Ali said he could knock on a door anywhere in the world and people would say, come on in? Mm -hmm. Like, well, I'm not world famous like Muhammad Ali. But when I wear a New York City police officer's outfit... People let me into their house. I see. They're so friendly. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. And, and they offer probably treats and snacks? They will give me money. I see. Uh, I can shoot unarmed. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Even management. <laughs> yeah, management oh, oh. has bailed no. on us. <laughs> no, but, but try, I'm serious. Pull the shoot. Pull the shoot. <laughs> I really recommend getting a policeman's uniform because it just opens... A lot of easy access. Easy access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, David alluded to this. You know the famous story <laughs> about David Feldman and But it's I. never been told on your show. It may have been, but not with no. you present, sir. Oh, okay. Because uh, I may have told it. I'll get to that. I don't want to. Well, you have to point out that I'm a little older than you. I don't know how old you are. I know your children are my age. <laughs> so I don't know. So there was a time. Yeah. When there was a time before I became a TV writer. That I was a respected comic for guys who didn't know any better like you. Yes, I'll agree with all that. Right? There was a time when you kind of thought, boy, if I could end up like David Feldman, thank you, God, right? Yes. Right? I think we all do. A lot of us thought that. We all thought, here's a guy that's brilliantly funny. He's got it together. He's sharp. I'm going to go have lunch with him. He's going to give me some good uh, good advice. Yeah. This was, you know, before you were born. Okay. Now, I will tell you, that before I get to the, 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 the actual story, when we did work that week in Vegas together, I was still, uh, I was, uh, still very bloated, uh, drank a lot, and so I had to wear very loose, uh, ill-fitting clothing. And so I didn't look great on stage. I, you know, I would, uh, and David was like, you should be killing. With the, with the way you're performing up there, you should be killing. It's not you. You're likable. Your, your delivery's fantastic. Uh, your jokes are great. So what is it? It has to be your clothes. So it was like, you know what? That's and you're not wrong about that. It's, right. it's great advice. And I took that advice and I went out and I and I ended up buying a couple of suits. Mm-hmm. And it, it, 100% go back to a suit. That's 100% true. David Feldman was the one that got me into that. Mm-hmm. He then And I that was good advice. Great, truth Absolutely. be told, uh, listen, all our shitting that I do on you, 
Great advice. You weren't wrong. I'm going up on stage in Vegas wearing an ill-fitting polo shirt, uh, and then you would go up in a suit, and then Judy Gold would go up in a, in a very nice outfit. Uh, and I would look like I should be at the tables with the other white trash as opposed to performing. He was, you were not wrong. So then you said, uh, hey, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, you got that Rat Pack vibe. You should start. You know what? You know what? You got to make a name for you. You got to stand out. Start. You should start wearing a tuxedo. On stage. <laughs> you should wear a tuxedo. And I was like, hey, you know what? I will do that. <laughs> That's not. He wasn't wrong about the other thing. And by the way, I was at the height of my. I was doing pretty well in show business at that time. Yes. This was like 20 years ago. It was, uh, let's call it, oh, it was 97, 96 was when we first uh, worked about the suit. Right. So this was was when I was winning Emmys. I was doing Conan. Yes. I, I was young. I... It was... It's David Feldman. You're lucky he's he's giving you an audience. It was 20 years ago. He says, you know what, you should, you know, that swagger, that thing you're doing, you're doing, like, Rickles, you're on stage, you're working the room, you're like, you know, Joey Bishop, <laughs> you should wear, but but don't but don't tie the uh, the bow tie, loose, mm-hmm. and, I, and everything you're saying, like, that's exactly right, right? And then you don't have to worry about what you're wearing every night, you go up, you get your, you, you bring a couple of white shirts with you, the tuxedo, you're done. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I start doing it around LA, mm-hmm. and it's killing, everybody loves it, it's the greatest idea in the world. I go to Appleton, Wisconsin, hmm. and I'm doing it there, and uh, and it's a New Year's Eve show. So of all shows that you'd want, yeah, you can wear sense. a tuxedo anytime. Some guy, some guy goes, where's your belt? <laughs> I go, I'm wearing a tuxedo, you dumb fuck. <laughs> and why? I, and then luckily it was not, I go, because it's new. Like, not no Because David Feldman. Because <laughs> I believe the dummy. <laughs> I said, it's, it's New Year's Eve, you hillbilly. Like, I, you know, I made yeah. it, you know. So. Then I was like, "Well, Jesus!" He, but that. But here's the thing: that guy was like, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't working on the road right, right. at all. It worked here, but not on the road. So I come home, and and I run into Todd Glass, and Todd <laughs> goes, "He goes, uh, what have you been up to?" I go, "I was just in, uh, you know, Appleton, and it was going great." But I go, "But New Year's Eve, I was wearing a tuxedo, you know, because I've been, uh, you know, going around town. I've been wearing a tuxedo around town because David Feldman gave me that idea." He goes, Six months ago, David told me told me I should be wearing a tuxedo on stage. Turns out this motherfucker's telling everybody to wear tuxedos on stage. Why? Well, well, okay. So first of all, both you and Todd. I don't disagree. By the way, that it was right for both of us. I was trying to create a movement of young comics <laughs> saying a ring a ding ding and eating ham and eggs off a hooker's chest, right? Frank Sinatra style. I just thought you and Todd. I didn't. I figured you weren't going to do it. So I figured Todd should do it. Somebody should be worried because Instead, both of you guys are loose. And, you know, I remember seeing Todd like seven years ago on Kimmel in a tux singing. And it was great. He, he I, I, More so today, Todd should be wearing a tuxedo when he does because he has the band with him. And, and he's. Uh, yeah, I, I think he should wear the tux. But instead, he goes up there and he looks like shit. Well, now, you know, I'm kidding. You know, the curse about my clown suit, right? You were Feldo the Clown. What, because the same thing happened to me, and it lasted three years. What did you do? In San Francisco, before you were born, I was a political satirist, and people hated me. Even more now, even more back then than they do now. I, I would get up and warn about Reagan, and I, and, uh, I came in, uh, horrible, horrible experiences, bombing, and... Uh, John Ross, this comedian, said to I know me, John Ross. he said, you couldn't get laughs if you wore a clown suit. And then Stephen Pearl and 
Billy Jay and Steve Kravitz, they all went, he should wear a clown suit. <laughs> That's the secret. You're so unlikable. You need a clown suit. I wore, so for three years, I wore a Bozo the Clown suit. And one of the things I learned was, uh, well, my wife fell in love with me because I was in the clown suit. So never fall in love with a woman who falls in love with a clown. <laughs> uh, is the power of clothing. That clothing says, you know. So then why did you stop doing it if it was working? Same exact thing happened to me that happened to you in Appleton, Wisconsin. People knew that there was a human being underneath that outfit. And they were going, what is wrong with this guy? And it just stopped being funny. Did you wear uh, makeup as well or just the... I, I always wear makeup. And women's panties. You're always presentable. There's no yes. question. Yeah. But were you, uh, as uh, Greg Barron says, were you a clown from the neck down? Or did you also put uh, any sort of head? I had a, I, interestingly enough, I had a bozo fright wig. All that money on hair transplants. And I had a bald <laughs> wig on. Uh, I just looked like bozo. And I know I didn't wear the face paint, but I smoked a cigar and I drank on stage and told political jokes. And honestly, I got booked. Like my calendar just filled up. But it was funny once. It was only funny once, and wow. the idea was funnier than the execution. Mm -hmm. That was so kind of like, like the Rosenbergs. The idea <laughs> was funnier than the execution. So when you the Rosenbergs, <laughs> we all one, got it. We got it. One Jew was laughing. <laughs> when you came out, people would laugh because it's like this guy's dressed as a clown. It even stopping. Oh, you didn't even it, get it that just, after it, a while. Beca it became pathetic. I mean, everything <laughs> I was drinking and everything was through a fish-eyed lens. I just I experienced life through a fish-eyed lens. It's and this just, was in the 80s, right? This was in the 80s. So it, it predates Krusty the Clown. It predates Krusty the Clown. Uh, Tunnel Vision had a clown like that. And then there was a clown on Letterman. I forgot his name. Mm. Who was doing what I was doing. Okay. And I oh, went, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Right. I, I can't remember his name, but uh, I just had to stop doing it. It just wasn't funny. Was do, you, it, do you ever uh, do you ever think about dusting it off? Like hey, the Smithsonian has it. Oh, they got <laughs> it. So it's you not, can't even go near. I can't go near. That it. makes I don't sense. for tax reasons. Because stick. Um, oh, I had two clown suits, and uh, that was a nervous breakdown. I had a nervous breakdown before I put the clown suit on, and then I had a nervous breakdown to take it off and. And I mean, you know, really like, you know, curled up in a fetal position, uh, just going, what am I doing with my life? Somebody, t oh, Al Franken was doing an interview and he said, Dana Carvey told him, don't do stand up unless you really have to. And that makes perfect sense. I really had to and have to do stand up comedy. I think you have to. I think if any of us that do it and do it well and stay with it, you, it's something you have to do. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a choice. I mean, I wore a fucking clown suit for three <laughs> years. That's how desperate I was. Like, I had to do it. But it paid off. You got trophies now. Yeah. Not, it, not for the clown suit. Not right. for the clown suit. <laughs> no trophies were involved. I know. You might have got Did you patched. win anything? Did you ever win a best dressed clown? I, no. <laughs> what about that was big? Well, that was when the San Francisco Festival, or the, the competition was a big deal. Yes. Were you uh, successful in any of those? That prompted the clown suit. I came, I came in 38th out of 40. Oh, that's close to the bottom. Yes. As George Michael would say. No. <laughs> that's close to the top. George Michael, the, top. The, the sports reporter? <laughs> I, no. I know. It's a, 
Yes, got it. It's a top or bottom. We all got it, David. I'm playing with words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, put that in the opening. Someone write it down. Because it was and it was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. There was quiet before it, and then a quiet, and then an explosion of laughter. It's perfect for the opening. David Feldman's one appearance on here, and make no mistake, he will never be back. (laughs) Right, but he's going to make the opening next year. Yep, you're going to make the opening credits. Really? Yeah. There's no question in my mind. No question in my mind. Beautifully done. Yeah. Well, thank you. Speaking of beautifully done, we're done. No. All right, let's play Sevens. Oh, we got Here the we theme go. song. Sevens is Hold a, uh, we got a new theme song. Sevens is a trivia game, not unlike Pyramid. Before we not do trivia. that. It's not trivia. Can I just, so no one uh, emails or yeah, tweets. It's trivia. It is, yeah, it's sort of. It's pop culture references. Um, okay. How'd I do? Four? On the show? Yeah. Fantastic. Four? Four. I, can I be honest? Yeah. You, want, you want me to be honest? Yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah. But then that thing with the words. <laughs> Sword. Well, how does the show normally go? Better. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come back with a guest host? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're bringing back. Mac Davis is going to be filling in next week. <laughs> do you ever have guest hosts? Why would I not? Why would we do a week of this show without me? I do it on my show. Well, that's a mistake. It's better. I don't read the reviews. I only left the one. You've never had a guest host. No, we would no, take we, the. We week would off. just cancel. We would. Just, you want to guest host my podcast? Yeah, I'd love to. Would you really? Sure. I don't know how it would go. I don't know anything about it politics. It would be better than mine. <laughs> no, you're wonderful. Uh, uh, I was just going to say those pants. He was talking about how wonderful I was. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt that. Um, they were anthracite. <laughs> the color was anthracite. And anthracite is what's anthracite. Coal. Hooray. It's coal. Black coal. Yeah, right. Anthracite. It is a. Is it's a. It's a mineral. I have a, I have a uh, Bessemer inability to stop talking. <laughs> is that what you have? That's called logorrhea. <laughs> Did you know that? I do now. It's like is, it's, it, is log- it named after Robert Logorrhea? <laughs> logorrhea. That deserved more from you. That's a, he's playing with words now. <laughs> it's diarrhea of the mouth, and it's actually yeah. a Greek word. Okay, go ahead. Logorrhea. Here we go. Come on. Look it up. I, I, I uh, by the way, I love the fish tacos Lugaria. at Lagaria. Lagaria, 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 magnifico. I'm just a poor boy. I can't stop talking. <laughs> just a poor boy. He, a poor family. he can't tell the story to save his life. <laughs> easy come, easy go. <laughs> Freddie Mercury was a mo. Oh, oh wow. Wow. That, You've done it. Well, like from the, three studios, everyone. from the three That's studios. You've done it. <laughs> I thought there was, there was one group left and you got him. Panic, the wordsmith, the Emmy Award winning guy just said that. Everybody, in case we're curious what Dennis Miller is attracted to, That's what it is. And this dog. Here we go. Theme song. Oh, we'll have to explain that to almost everyone. Okay, uh, Byron Allen (laughs) is that Byron Allen singing? Was that a Byron Allen song? No, that was. uh, You're thinking (laughs) it's Brian Brian Adams, Adams. (laughs) but that's uh, from Comedy Unleashed. Byron Allen, (laughs) yeah. Uh, CC Pleasance, one of the all-time worst uh, players of this game, and one of our favorite guests, uh, is immortalized, and that's in that theme. Great Mike Henry did that, and uh, so Sevens, uh, David, is basically a pyramid. 
You're going to pick a category. I'm going to try to get you to get the words in seven seconds or less. Uh, each one you got to get within seven seconds. Oh, uh, this is like the $25,000 pyramid? Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to pick a category. Yes. And then you're going to give me the clues. That's exactly right. And, and you're, then you're going to categories are things like movies, TV shows. Oh, maybe we should do TV for the TV writer. Oh, would you like to do TV for the TV writer? No. Okay. <laughs> Broadway. Do you like Broadway? Why? I, because of that Freddie Mercury joke? I'm over comedy. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? I'm that's right. closeted? That's, that's, Is that that's what, what they say. Most homophobes are actually. Uh, here's your choices. Movies, TV shows, celebrities, music, sports, Broadway, the 70s, 70s music, 80s, 80s music, 90s, 90s music, 2000, 2000s music. What, what is the 70s? Just the 70s in general. Oh, I'll go with the 70s. Okay, here we go. First time of the category? Mm, I think so. Might be. We've done we've, 70s we've music. We've done 70s music a lot. But. Okay. Here we go. You just want the 70s. The 70s. All right. I think These are all questions about the TV show, the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very obscure. All right. This could, be, this could be my downfall. This might be rough. Let's see what happens. I, mean, I wasn't born until... Since 74. 74. I was senile by 72. Oh, my goodness. You were born in 74? Sure. Wow. That's, he's... He, Comically, tried to say he was forty-two when he was only forty-eight. That he didn't go low enough. But you then were born he stuck in seventy-four. I've been saying I've got shirts older than that since nineteen seventy. How old are you? Why you're a, <laughs> wait a you second? Does that make any sense? No, but that's why Not I really. moved on to a question to save you. <laughs> I, because I was throwing you a life raft. <laughs> well, comics go. I got shirts older than that. Yeah. Tell, and, do comics do that, or does your <laughs> uncle do that? <laughs> and you can't wait for him to leave. It's unfair to comedy. All right, here we go. The 70s. Yes. Let's put 49 seconds on the clock. Here we go, Dave. It's a little loud. Uh, uh, it's got a light bulb, and it would cook uh, food for Easy children. Easy bake oven. Yes. Uh, ho- uh, Colonel Clink was on... Mash. No, fuck me. Uh, okay. Uh, this was a... I'll get a condom. This is a car that's uh, named... Uh, I'm a the, bottom. Uh, not the Mustang, but the... Oh, boy. Uh, not the Brady Bunch, but they, they are a family that sings. Uh, the Cow Sills. <laughs> yeah, the Cow Sills. The, uh, the Partridge family. Uh, there's three of them. Uh, Link has an afro. Uh, the, the Mod Squad. Yes. Uh, uh, here's a deal you can't refuse. I'll make you an offer. You uh, the refuse. Godfather yes. one. Uh, hey, I just mentioned them. Not the Cowsills, but... The Partridge family. No. Uh, the, 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 the Brady Bunch. I, yes. All right, you got to deduct those points for what the. That you, was fun. <laughs> I got to deduct the four for Hogan's Heroes. Right. Because I said clink. But is there a clink on MASH too? Oh, cling, I was thinking a clinger. Clinger. Is yeah, on you were, weren't you? Speaking of clingers, uh, do you know no. that there's a Dingleberry Lake in California? If you look it up, look up Dingleberry Lake. Don't do it. Speaking of clinger. You don't have to do it. Do he is a guest that you don't have to follow his instruction. I, I am your boss. <laughs> look there's, up Dingleberry Lake. I'm telling you to ignore what David Feldman says. The point I'm making is you can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go again. I'm gonna get, this is fun. Wait, why, not, why doesn't he give to you? No, 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 no. Do one more and no, look okay. up Dingleberry Lake. Don't look it up. All right, here we go. You ready? Alex can look it up. What's the category? What category do you want now? <laughs> do you want a different category? It's more 70s. Really? Yeah. Here it comes. 70s. <laughs> uh, type of shoe that would lift you up. High heels. Uh, no, uh, for men. Elevator. No, I, uh, 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 platform shoes. Yes. Uh, in September, uh, African-American group, a lot of guys on stage. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. Uh, to peace, yes. man. Uh, the movie about a shark, very popular. Uh, Jaws. Yes. 
you would put these in an oven, a little arctic Jews. Bag, little ar- <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that, that was the 40s. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you talking to me? Uh, are you talking to me? They're not a taxi driver. Yes. Uh, uh, about two gangs uh, come out and play. Uh, the, the, the two gangs come out and play. Come on. Uh, damn warriors. It. warriors. I never saw warriors. warriors. I saw the Jewish version. Warriors. Ah, uh, look at <laughs> come that out fun. and play. I can't. I'll get a draft and be <laughs> sick, and I can't because my mother wants me to practice the piano. That's the warriors. It's about a Run Jewish family. I appreciate you bookending that for us. We, 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 <laughs> that, was the, that was a full pitch, a full TV really pitch. We just got like, I saw the one called The Warriors, example of it, and then just in case you weren't the sure. Warriors. What you said, Ladies and gentlemen, The Warriors. The Warriors. <laughs> I, I, I did that because I did the oven joke, and I wanted people to know that it's okay because I'm an anti-Semite. <laughs> so it's okay for anti-Semites. To, so you're a mixed marriage, right? <laughs> yeah. What was the score on that one? That was a 15. Not bad. Uh, Shrinky Dinks was we got nothing for Shrinky Dinks because he had to do his Jew in an oven piece (laughs) and then Warriors we got nothing because he's dumb (laughs) and then Platforms uh, he went everywhere but but he got got it he got it the last second we got one point for that we did very well how did I do uh, again, on the show or on the game here, <laughs> both. You know what? You got a fifteen, and I think that I think that's that's about that, that that applies to the show performance too as, yeah. as a whole. Fifteen out of forty nine. Yeah, I'm nervous. Most come in around twenty four, twenty five. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I like this. Oh, really? All right, want to go one more time? Then one more time. Here uh, we go. Third, third time's a charm. Third time is what they call the. Charm. Did you look up Dingleberry Lake? <laughs> you didn't have to. He didn't. Yeah. Let's talk after the. Is there a Dingleberry Lake? There is a Dingleberry Lake, and where it's like in Central California, right? I think it's, it's I think it's hanging right off the bottom of the state. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Inyo County, California. Inyo. Is it Dingleberry Inyo County? Matt Belknap's on fire today. Hmm. Only to be put out by Elliot. <laughs> is there a Dingleberry that you can make a jam with? Well, this lake is actually named after the dingleberries on the buttocks of the local sheep. The what? Wow, there's sheep there. Okay. The sheep there have dingleberries, and that's the name of the. That's where the lake came from. Are you Are you putting me on? No. They they so it's literally named after dingleberries. Wow. Well, there's my stomach. You hear that? I didn't. It's weird. All right, let's go. Let's do it one more time. Then we got dingleberries on a sheep. Stop talking. Wow. <laughs> and my wife says I can't get hard anymore. <laughs> Not so sure the two are relevant to each other. Well, the thought of dingleberries on a sheep. That's what that did it. That was a Slim Whitman song. <laughs> Go ahead. My friend, this is funny. Bring up. My friend, Matt Fugate from Minneapolis. He posted a picture that he was at a used record store and he said, uh, and it was of a Slim Whitman. He goes, I didn't realize they actually made these. I just thought it was an infomercial we saw as kids. Mm-hmm. I now... And same with him. Every time we go to a used record store, there are thousands of Slim Whitman albums. <laughs> like, they're just there. Like, you, you're thumbing there, and there's another one. So we take pictures and uh, send them to each other. Because that's... <laughs> so your bank, you were saying? <laughs> Overdraft. <laughs> All right, here we go. The 70s last time. Right? We're 19... So this is a... Where the show's going on, we could do uh, the 2010s. Because it'll be the 2020s. Because the show's going oh, very I long. Explain so this be, premise more. We, no, I'm just saying, like, right... Mm-hmm. Like, before we were doing the 70s. Because oh, that was nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie, you want to get in your position? But I know that you like oh, to think yeah. over that area. But I'm sure. commenting on how this was a very long was show. Very so very that long, yeah. It's 2000s. 
It's 2016 now. I got a call from your children saying that they would like to see this part of the show. <laughs> okay. Alex is very kind. Both, both of you. Very kind to, to support that. That was, as I say, you're on fire. He was the plane coming over, dropping the, yeah. the red stuff. Here, did you think anybody ever retardant. said to Richard Pryor, man, you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> At least once. <laughs> Did they ever say it after that incident? That's the I don't think so. Uh, Being sensitive. Same with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did catch fire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And his group with, took off. With the Thriller album, he caught fire. It was the the filming of the Pepsi commercial. Pepsi Cola commercial. Pepsi Cola. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Please. A little respect, a little respect <laughs> for the beverage, sir. Perfect callback. Here we go. Here we go. David Feldman. Now we're December 31st, 1979, because this is the last time we're playing this. Here we go. This is the 70s for the... Ah, glasses! Uh, uh, G. Wilder, Mel Brooks movie. Uh, uh, the producer, Peter Boyle. Young Frankenstein. Yes. One of the greatest car chases of all time is in this movie. Bullet. Uh, no, uh, Gene Hackman. Uh, the, the French Connection. Oh, damn it. I, I screwed up. Uh, this uh, on PBS, a children's thing. Uh, a Big Bird, Ernie. Bird. Uh, Sesame Street. Yes. Uh, come on and play. That movie you didn't know. The movie you didn't know two seconds ago. Not the uh, Warriors. Uh, she uh, was held uh, hostage. This Patty morning. Hearst. Yes. Uh, and the Holy Grail. Monty Python. Yes. Uh, Bob Barker hosted this uh, game. Price show is right. Yes. Sixteen seems like it should have been higher than that. It felt lower though, but that's uh, that's weird. Sixteen. Young or, Frankenstein took a while. Chinatown is what I screwed up. I screwed Your up. Honor, sixteen. Yeah, that's not, it, it, you were thinking of French. I was connection. thinking of French Connection. She looked eighteen. I'm telling you, Your Honor. But <laughs> how well, you didn't I'll get the Warriors this. in record time is infuriating to me. I had, I've never. I don't even know what the Warriors. I, well, we just talked about it for forty. I know, but I've never seen your the Warriors bit. What is the movie? What is it? Is it a, like? Is, a, it, is it Francis Ford Coppola? No, no. It's a seven. He's kind of schlocky. It's 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 all the gangs in New York uh, are getting together to fight, and it's just watching them travel through the city. What to, if I had said this? What if I had said basketball team Golden State Warriors? <laughs> That's the way to do it. The Golden State Warriors. All right, David Phelps. Been our I guest. can't. I can't. You gotta play. go. No, I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors. Oh, here we go. Yeah. What are we, we going to make the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is, I have to go along with it. What else can I do? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> David, thank you for being here. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I don't disagree. This was great. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And us, you, but this New York uh, resident of yours has uh, put the kibosh on that. Luckily, management reached out to me. Did we look desperate? <laughs> I don't think you look desperate at all. Coming in with pre-planned bits, maybe. <laughs> Right, you saying uh, here's some ideas and give me a piece of paper. When you when you wrote down, please laugh when I talk, and then slipped it over to me. That was a little <laughs> that desperate. was that did come up. Yes, came up a little. Would, I thought it was doing a bit. Would you guest host my podcast? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Just to guest do host? my show, like hosted. But isn't there, aren't I doing that on a weekly basis as my show? <laughs> yeah, but you do my show. It's different. <laughs> I guess what he's saying is, what's in it for him? Yeah, what do I get out of that? Uh, I mean, I don't even mean monetarily. I mean, do, do I get anything good? Will it fulfill some emptiness? Is $15 million a lot of money to <laughs> you? Again. Now I sound... It's How does like, he do it? Here in New York now, and he's here. I know. And what do I... Do I do the, the same segments that you do? I don't know. I'm just thinking back to the shows. I, I, my mind is wandering. I'm thinking back to the, the sketches we used to do with Eddie Pepitone and Jim Earl, and... We had a podcast inspector. I have to. Pl- Did you ever hear that episode? The no. podcast inspector. Good. This is from 2010, and you had to keep a picture of Jimmy Pardo 
on the west wall. <laughs> or you got point. Anyway. Well, go. I don't know who wrote that, but I thank them. Yeah. Very kind. Yes. Richard's brother. Richard Richard was here. Great guest. I love him. Great mm. guest. Not as funny as balloon knots. <laughs> John's asshole Jesus. son. That explains why he's your manager. I think he's laughing at the audacity. Which one is it? That is Alex, which one is it? Okay. Just, All right. How how could he possibly think that was worth going back? <laughs> that, that was that, that's what that laugh sounded like. All right. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, Garen Cockrell. Alex Brevitt? No. <laughs> I have I have Brexit in my head. It's uh Brazil. Brazil. I have Brexit in my head because you know that's what I call our next president of the United States, Mr. Brexit. Mr. Brexit. <laughs> they me. called me Mr. Brexit. Yeah, I tell you that, okay. Uh we have the Pop Culture Reese, Garen Cockrell from uh, uh the Alex Brezel uh, uh management company that's Brazil. Alex <laughs> Brezel. Brazil. Familios uh, at ModestGames.com, the the manager of the familiar, that's Elliot Hoper, the Hunter Matt Bellinap, the Emmy Award winning, the brilliant, I call him the Mr. Blackwell of comedy. <laughs> that's David Feldman. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Thanks again to Mott and Bo for sponsoring us today. Ridiculously comfortable premium handcrafted jeans. This is a New York-based startup brand that's revolutionizing the way guys buy jeans online with their price point and free home try-on program. They're delivering incredible value to their customers. For those unsure between two waist sizes, you must try their home try-on program. You get an additional size for free to try on at the comfort of your own home. Keep the one that fits perfectly and send the other one back with pre-printed, pre-paid return labels inside every box. That's convenience, you guys. Now, look, here's the call to action. These jeans are already way underpriced for the quality, but the deal just got even better for you. Simply go to mottandbow.com. That's M-O-T-T-A-N-D-B-O-W.com and use the promo code Pardo for 20% off. 20% off at mottandbow.com. Promo code Pardo. I'm Trayvon Free. I'm Mike Drucker. You are now in the room where it's happening. Where we geek out about the best musical of all time. Hamilton. Hamilton. We'll be talking about the lyrics, the history, the production, and we've got some amazing guests. We have actress Kristen Chenoweth. I'm for you, and I'm sorry you shot him. Comedian John Hodgman. I ran home, and I said to my wife and two children, you have to listen to this. Hamilton cast member Jasmine Cephas Jones. Yo, this is amazing. <laughs> Subscribe right now, and you'll never miss an episode. Join us in the room where it's happening. Everybody! That's amazing.